Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there, and you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, hey, welcome to the program, everybody. It's good to be back on air this week. Uh, nobody's sick or dying, and uh, everything's fine. Well, that we know of. So That's far. true. Actually, yeah. we haven't seen Doc, uh, right. and, and I didn't hear that he wasn't going to be yeah, here today. So and I'm pretty sick. Yeah, I'm hella sick. <laughs> you are hella sick. And you're probably dying, so yeah, you got it I'm covered, man. No glad what to see is. your stubbles coming back on your face, JP. Yeah, uh, tell me, tell me, tell me what you think about it. Well, I hate your face for one. Uh, when you came in the other day, I like swear with you a, sound like my dad <laughs> with a completely bald face. Yeah, I just it's it scary. Huh? Creeped me out. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Mike? I like I like it this way. I hate. I it. think it's creepier the other way, <laughs> for sure. I, I have to say, it's it's not that you have an ugly face. You, you well, have do, like this. But... Baby phase. It's not that you're an ugly person per se. Oh, uh, at least physically. <laughs> Mentally, I'm pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's just something. Of, there's something about you all bare skin that because I know you and you're you're you don't have the innocent inside that that that. that so do you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. the, so the innocent outside actually huh. comes across as creepy. <laughs> That's All what right. I mean. All right. That's fair have, enough. Does that make sense? Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. But you're already growing the beard back. I'm really trying very hard to. Yeah. I'm pushing. I see. Okay. So, yeah, I don't like it either. It was a weird thing. I was going through a weird thing, I guess. I don't know. I said, I'm going to shave this thing. Okay. And um, instantly I took the clippers and ran right up the front. Like, oh, that's just, this looks awful. I <laughs> should have left that. The, the reverse, uh, you know, the reverse foo the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 
All right. So I think I hear the Hummer Doc's pulling up now, so maybe Doc is actually going to make it into the studio today. He fun. looked in the window and waved. Now, listen, we have a great show uh, for you guys yeah. today, and, and I'm, uh, I'm impre- I've impressed uh, myself with the with the, the, the Brewing Network has impressed me with this. Show. I'm going to round of applause for you. No, no, I, I, no. The Brewing Network oh. uh, has, has impressed me uh, with that we would even uh, decide to tackle something serious like that. What's well, a very it's a serious program today? Oh, so we are talking uh, about beer finally. Uh, we're going to be talking about beer today. Oh, and, that's crazy. Uh, today is really the support the little guy uh, show, and uh, and I don't mean duck. No. Uh, we're talking about the little breweries now. Uh, those of you who have been around or even if you just know anything about the brewing, basically if you're not retarded, you know that uh, the Brewing Network uh, really was founded on small breweries and home brewers and, mm-hmm. and being local. And, you know, we, we, we still are a, a, a tiny blip on the screen of the of the craft beer world here. Definitely. Um, and to me, it's really exciting to be able to do a show that's specifically talking about small breweries and how we really need to support them. And mm-hmm. the the point is is that you know it's 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 really easy to go and and buy a sticker that says support your local brewery and and stick it on your car and it's and it's easy for us to wave the flag of craft beer uh but because it's become such a buzzword and it's so you know increasingly popular it's e- it's easy to forget i think that that there are actually you know there's really local people behind that mantra there are there are faces and and families and children being fed off of, you know behind your local brewery so uh today that's what we're really going to talk about and how still you know small breweries are being affected um the the brewers association i think does a great job at at promoting and talking about how well the craft beer segment is doing but I think sometimes what happens is in all of our uh, cheerleading and, and flag-waving about craft beer and how well it's going for everybody, we forget that it's it, it's not going well for everybody. And there's still a lot of challenges that we face. There are four uh, local breweries in the Sacramento area that have closed in, in the last, I think, two years it is. Um, and not because they're making terrible beer. We're talking no. about GABF medal winners, each and every one of them. And they've shut down in, in the last couple of years. And we're going to be talking tonight to Peter Hoey, of, uh, the former brewmaster of one of those companies, Sacramento Brewing Company. Uh, he's an old friend of the show. We've been talking to him since he worked with Bison. And uh, he lost his job on Monday uh, because uh, people are, you know, are not supporting their local brewery enough. Uh, of course, this goes with everything. Uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that you you should support your local everything. I mean, you guys hear me talk about yeah, Pacheco. Absolutely, yeah. I love my Pacheco, <laughs> and I go yeah, down yeah, Pacheco to, Mexican uh, restaurants. I eat my burritos in Pacheco, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, so uh, you know, this is this extends further than that. But obviously, mm-hmm. we're we're a beer company, and so we're that's that's where we're waving our flag today. So. Yeah, I mean, there's only there's a lot of ways to support, but the number one is with your wallet, right? And if you're not doing that, and you can talk all you want, right? You're not really doing anything. That's right. Yeah. And we've been fortunate enough uh, that that you've, uh, as listeners, have stood behind us because this is the kind of thing that we do, and and obviously we need you to keep doing that, and and we're here to remind you that everybody in the industry needs you to keep doing that. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and buy bad beer. Okay. If your local no, bre- no. if your local brewery sucks, no. by all means, go no. buy somebody else's beer. <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. listen to me. To the, fire on that. The, the day that this show sucks, which come on, let's face it, that's never. Yeah. I expect you to tune or out every week. <laughs> right. Thank you, Viva. Oh, even uh, the weeks we're not here. I then I expect you to tune out, and, and I expect you to do the same if people are producing bad beer. But 
you know, more often than not, that's not what's happening. So, so we got Peter on to talk about that. We've also Great. got uh, Annette Barron, and she made the movie Beer Wars, and she's going to be on the program with us in just about twenty minutes to talk about that movie. And uh, I've just, uh, you know, I've, I've done my research. I watched the film, which mm-hmm. is good. I, I, I saw it today, as a matter of fact. You did. Yeah. Good. See, it's a funny thing. We, uh, you know, we've been in business for four years and just realized that you should probably like look into what your guest has done before. Like in the past. Well, so. you know, it's, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, supporting it's the, the industry. Right. That's what we did. All right, I didn't actually watch the movie, but I totally read her blog. I read her blog. <laughs> well, I I read the Netflix review of one. Of <laughs> so JP, yeah. all right. So I read the blog, and JP read the Netflix review. Yeah. Um, Chad, uh, local paper, I think, an article. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm kidding. We we uh, we've watched a film. It's and uh, and I and I have to say, um, you know, I was. Uh, before seeing the film, I, I've been skeptical of the film since it came out, and uh, I enjoyed watching the movie. And we're going to talk to Annette about uh, all the factors around the movie, why it was made, why she made it. You know, I think that's a curious thing for people, and why she chose the characters in the movie. You can go to BeerWarsMovie.com, and you can buy the DVD right from there. So uh, you're not left out of this conversation um, if you want to you know, go get yourself the movie and watch it, and then you'll kind of you know, be able to answer these questions for yourself later. So, uh, Annette Barron's uh, on the program with us today. Also, um, Dr. Scott's on the program with us today. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> I started to wonder about you. I just got a late start out of, out of uh, work. Not work. Uh, I was working around the house too much and had a lot of stuff to get finished up before I could get over here. And okay. Because I haven't heard from you since, uh, since we celebrated your old age, and oh. I, I, just, I thought, I don't know, maybe he never recovered. Oh, no, I, I came out of it really good. Okay. Um, <laughs> good. Amazingly so. Good. All right. I'm happy to see you in here, Doc. Oh, thanks. I did call a check on you. I was a little worried about you. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and then I don't even. That I really don't want to talk about how bad I was. I was an awful mess. I wasn't it. feeling that bad. I was tired uh, a little bit, and uh, uh, I was thinking everybody else feeling the same. And then I talked to yeah. a few people; they weren't feeling so good. I decided that you are most likely going to be the death of me. <laughs> I said it to Tasty this week, and he said, no, you have choices. And I was like, have you ever spent any time with Doc? What choices do I have? Yeah. Persistent. You do have a choice. You have his choice. <laughs> They're all good choices. Or his second choice. Yeah. And I don't want to get too caught up in that. We can get, we can get yeah. to that later if there's time. We really have a lot man. to do. Also on today's program, we're talking to Matt Nadeau of Rock Art Brewing Company. And uh, if you're a beer fan, or even if you've ever used Facebook, you know that Rock Art has been locked up in a trademark battle with Monster Energy Drinks, or Hanson, the, the mm-hmm. parent company, really, over the last, uh, I, th- I think, month or so. Yeah. And uh, they've actually now come to an agreement together, and uh, Matt's going to come on the program tonight and talk to us oh, about good. that. We'll be speaking with him after it, Annette. That was just so ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, it's great seeing how many people are getting behind him. Oh, yeah. And really, a lot of people. Like I, uh, He created one of those fan pages on, mm-hmm. on the Facebook and uh, I went to it. I joined up, and uh, I was like, I think it was like 14,000 people on there, which, by the way, is a lot more than the... I always get angry when people are more <laughs> successful than me, and I was like, yeah. what is happening? He's got more fans than I do. So he really got a lot of uh, publicity out of this thing. Well, I think we need to we need to mess with our name then. We, no, you we know, just, we need to piss someone off. We've got to go uh, get a battle. I'll yeah. make a couple letters. Well, we just check back in six months and see how many he's got. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, I wish him luck. I hope uh, he sold a lot of beer out of it, too. We're going to talk to Matt about all that today. 
We're pretty. We we tend to create one con- controversy a year. I think the problem is that we we haven't gone for the big guns yet. Well, we don't. We, we don't really have a cause to get behind. To oh, they were right yeah, or they were wrong. But it's never are, ours are bullshit. Yeah. We don't even care about the controversy we cause. Yeah, we expect other people to get into it. They said something was bad and they didn't like it. Oh well, yeah. yeah uh, uh, it's America. <laughs> Next controversy. Yeah. JP, make something up for us. <laughs> Can you please go piss somebody off? Sure. Yeah. Well, something stupid on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> well, and behead Tasty on YouTube. Uh, that will get us a lot of uh, right. Tasty. That I mean, uh, it's, what? Yeah, it's, uh, it's for the cause. Would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it a lot of publicity. Except that's my head. And then we'll have your we'll have your your kids on the show the following week to see how they feel oh, about JP beheading you. It'll be like a reality show yeah. where they will combat to see who gets to take the revenge out on me. Then we yeah. have a spin-off yeah. show. Right. Yeah, with the dog. And finally, uh, tonight, throughout t- tonight's entire show, and we're going to be talking to one of the women in charge of it later, uh, it's not just the small brewery show, it's the Support Boobies show. And if you didn't know, it's Save the Boobies Awareness Month, uh, Breast Cancer Research, uh, Find a Cure. And we're doing, uh, in, in association, we're, we're just actually trying to help uh, raise money. Um, Russian River Brewing Company got involved with some other folks and has been doing a drive to raise money for breast cancer research and so on today's program here's here's how it's going to work uh you know we've got that donate button on our website you just go to the brewingnetwork.com slash donate or hit the big uh, bn army dog tag right there on the homepage, and you can hit a one-time donation and here's what happens uh for every ten dollars you donate you get one raffle ticket. All the proceeds go uh, toward breast cancer research, and you get one ticket. Um, for every $25 uh, increment, you get three tickets. All right, so one for 10, three for 25. And you're entering to win a pink scooter signed by Lyle Lovett, right? Uh, Do I have that right? Dave from Stone is with us today, and he's going to help me talk about this later in the program. But um, every the reason that we have these increments is you get yourself a ticket. Dave's going to take your name down. Uh, we'll get it all from your donation. Don't worry about that. And he will fill out the proper amount of tickets for you, put them in this hat, and you're entering to win this uh, a pink Scooter. It's a very sexy scooter. It has to be. <laughs> it should have a big nipple right on the like front. Dave. Sully should sign it. Sully should sign it. Lyle Lovett has signed it. I can't wait to see Chad riding it. I've bought him some raffle tickets. Uh, I've seen him ride. I would so. Well, I, I might not do that. Look at Dave with the pink <laughs> Dave's beard. got the pink beard. He kept trying to talk me into it. If you're over on uh, justin.tv slash brewing network, the webcam is up and working. You might be able to see Dave's pink beard. He dyes it uh, every year, mm-hmm. I think. Well, for three years now or something. Maybe more than that, or I've seen it for three. Three years. And uh, dyes it every year in support of boobs. And uh, I like him for it. You know, it makes him a nice man. <coughs> it does make him a nice man. <laughs> Maybe the eyebrows next year, too. So all show long. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and the pubes. So, oh. <laughs> all show long, okay, until we end the program tonight. And uh, 100% of your donation is going to go to breast cancer research. The Brewing Network will cover the PayPal fees along with Dave. Uh, Dave and I are going to split the fees that PayPal takes out. So, 100% of your donation will go to breast cancer research today. So, uh, one for 10, three for 25. Now, it, it gets better. Oh. It gets better. Oh. Everyone's got a hand in this. Everyone loves boobs. 
And everyone has a hand in boobs. Everyone has a hand in boobs. You start mentioning we're going to do things for boobs, and people come out of the woodworks. Yeah, they do. I don't know what it is about these magical things. Why are they wearing? Attention definitely perks it. (laughs) Why are they wearing woodworks anyway? (laughs) Cho chocolate is involved as well, Uh and and whoever donates the most, whichever B enter donates the most tonight, and that is going to be in twenty five dollar increments. Okay, so uh, uh, just you know, do the math. Not don't wait for me to do the math for you. Uh, In twenty five dollar increments, whoever does the biggest donation tonight that's what we're doing the biggest donation from an individual tonight gets a year's supply of cho chocolate wow uh, and i assume now is How that much for, is a year? if it's a brewer if, if it's one of our home brewing listeners then um that means that they will get the the nibs to to brew with or no. is this only the chocolate this is just chocolate just the chocolate but maybe part. i'll throw in some nibs too. do some nibs to help them out okay so you will get laid a lot this year if you have a year's <laughs> supply of chocolate. Or if you're lonely like me, you'll you'll be seeing Doc a lot this year. <laughs> like Valentine's Day, year round. For the like Wait a minute. What do you mean by that? 30 pounds and your left three, arm will get really month. strong. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's, I'm right-handed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes <laughs> you, know, you want to change it up. <laughs> so uh, That's the, great, the highest bidder tonight uh, not only enters a bunch of times to win that pink Vespa signed by Lyle Lovett, but also has uh, a chance to win, uh, you know, a year's supply of chocolate. That's great. It's a lot of chocolate. That's a lot. I mean, chocolate. how much chocolate does one what, does what, one need? What is a year supply? There's Jeremy, a limit there. Jeremy, it's, how much uh, is a year? That's enough chocolate to last you a year. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. It's gonna say it's gonna be like an envelope full of chocolate. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy doesn't eat much chocolate. Yeah, he's yeah. like, this would last me a year. <laughs> After like three or four days, you kind of uh, can get overloaded. So. Slow down, a right? Yeah, as much as you can eat. Then okay. will you send it all at once, or will we'll you send it all at once? You just send them one Unless truckload of chocolate. Giant <laughs> box of chocolate. Okay, one. Dump truck full of chocolate will land on your front <laughs> yeah. yard. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's pretty cool. And, and listen, it's great. The, the real point here is just to donate uh, for for breast cancer research. And uh, you know, there's there's really almost no degrees of separation and 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 this disease. Almost everybody knows somebody affected by it. So well, um, and it's not just women. It's men. Actually, they say more men than women have actually died from not died but have breast cancer really yeah i actually had a lump in my breast once my should nipple. we do breast exams on you and chad uh, during yes. today's program I think we should and see if uh maybe I we, we should, should. Now, I, I said we're going to be talking to natalie from russian river later in the program maybe we should try to coerce her to come down here and do breast exams that would be great you guys by the end of the program i think we should ask Vinny first if that, if <laughs> Vinny, will possible. you please come down and do breast exams <laughs> Or I'm car- I'm worried about you guys. Then we should. What be. did you do with the lump that you found? They took it out. It was I was uh, 19 or so. Okay. And uh, they took it out. It was nothing. Okay. But uh, the doctor told me they're like uh, you know they say uh, a lot of men more than you would right. think have uh, they contract breast cancer. Well, so I've had a few patients that have had it. You know they check it. You know check cancer on their health history and what kind oh. of cancer? They well, breast, well, breast cancer. Breast cancer. And um, so, you know, it, it, it's mainly for the ladies. You know, you've already donated to save your own. Um, donate a little more for the guys. Save ours. It's not only just guys helping the women. It's, okay. it's, it's both. I like, listen to JP. You like that? He's really concerned about the issues. I, is. I am big on issues. He's big on issues. I'm big he, on issues. He has lots of them, and he cares about a lot of others. So... Uh, this is really good, and, and you know we we tend to do this about once a year. We we get behind mm-hmm. a cause, and and you enters. You never cease to amaze me how generous you can be and how much you care. And so uh, Dave came to us and said, "Hey, would you be willing to do this with us again this year?" Yeah. And I said, "Man, That's absolutely." Great. So you know this is a cause we should we should be getting in front of. 
I think you're right. We're in front of breast cancer. We are in front of it. Yeah. And uh, okay, so just hit the donate button, brewingnetwork.com slash donate, and uh, 10 for one, three for 25. Highest bidder today wins a year of chocolate. There you go. All right. Told you we have a lot to get through. I gotta, we do. I got to rush through this stuff. I have I have uh, treats from Disneyland, too, by treats, the way. Right. So I don't know if we want to do that. You brought treats? I brought treats or prizes for everybody. Well, we're going to have to do it at the end. I've got okay. just a few minutes left to get through our feedback, and then we're going to uh, go to a break, and we're going to get right into it with a nap, Aaron. So, uh, but don't let me forget. You and Ch- Chad, maybe you want to make a note. Uh, JP has stupid things to give away. Do I have to? At the end of the program. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Thank you, JP. JP has okay. a nice Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, and speaking of the support of this community and the BNers, I just wanted to read a small note. Uh, it was posted on the forum earlier in the week, but then I also received an email from the guy who did it. And basically, one of our uh, BNers had a friend die in a motorcycle accident. Oh. He wrote in, uh, he said, hey, one of, my, one of my best friends died in a motorcycle accident. Um, I posted in the off-topic forum last night. Mostly because I needed to talk. And at 2 a.m., most people are asleep, so he didn't really have anybody around. And so he did a post in our forum, and he said, After looking at the replies, I I really can't help but think what a great bunch of people are part of the BN forum, and and thanks to all. And this is just another example of of our community. It's it's really amazing. A lot of people do that. You know, when Schumann's dad kicked the bucket, and when mine, and then uh, people are dying all over the place. It always ends up in our forum somewhere, and Mm -hmm. it's such a huge show of support people asking how they can help. Someone had passed away very unexpectedly earlier this year. Um, it was someone from the um, Homebrew Talk Forum. What's it called? The one who hates us? What's that forum called? Homebrew Talk. Homebrew Talk Forum. That one. Um, and, and that got posted on our forum as well. And they were looking for uh, donations to, uh, I think, sell uh, to raise money. And they got a bunch of those from our BNers and everyone else. And so it's, it's just really amazing the, the show of support that people have. So mm-hmm. just wanted to read that. All right, let's get on to some of the other uh, feedback here. Justin, you sour, beer-loving, no-talent hat. It had to happen someday. After years of trouble-free brewing, I finally had a batch go sour. I've been thinking about brewing a sour beer, so I'm putting this in the happy accident column. Uh, However, I'm a bit bummed since this was the all-organic version of my blonde that bronzed in the More Beer Forum competition. Oh. And I was planning on entering it in the Seven Bridge competition. Um... So, he has a couple of, of sour beer questions. But, he sent me a... Before I get into his questions, he actually ended up sending me a follow-up email about a week later. Where he said, Okay, it turns out that I can't tell the difference between acetaldehyde and sour beer. <laughs> After letting the beer alone for two more weeks, the yeast finished their work and the beer is now just fine. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I wished I'd brewed it a bit early, earlier so I could have sent it to the Seven Bridges uh, competition. Um, but now I'll spend the 60 bucks uh, and built myself a mash ton so I can go all grain. Just in time with Mufasa heading back into the studio. And that's from uh, <laughs> Colin. So the reason I wanted to read this one is to just point out this mistake that's been made. And we talk about this all the time, uh, that sometimes we really mis-troubleshoot our own beer. Yeah. And it helps to have secondary opinions, people who who might be good at judging or just know beer a little bit, to to get a second opinion about your beer. Because sometimes what you think is wrong with it is not the problem at all. Um, And acetaldehyde can be a really strange flavor to know what the hell's going on there. Maybe tart. Kind yeah. of, he got some tart thing, but it's also a great lesson in not judging your beer before it's done. Yeah, give it some time. Uh, yeah. Don't throw a beer away too soon. A lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people, they'll, you know, they, they a little something off in their beer and they just, oh my God, I've ruined it. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, it's not even out of the fermenter yet. Just relax. I, I get that a lot with new lager brewers. I get a lot of emails on that one. <laughs> and one thing he said about it, when, you know, when he was asking questions in the first place, he said, you know, right now the beer definitely smells sour, but it doesn't particularly taste sour. And so what he was wondering is, will it get more sour since he wanted to keep it as a happy accident? But maybe just another good example of how you misdiagnosed. Yeah, he could have been smelling sulfur coming out of there. Yeah. Which that'll go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, just thought that was interesting. Be careful how you troubleshoot your beer sometimes. And certainly don't throw it out. Nope, nope, nope. Do not. I've said that forever. Don't yes. throw it out. Throw it out. All right. Got a uh, email from Angry Jamil this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. Although, he nope. says that he was the guy who, who uh, insulted me about my dead dad at the GABF. He says, okay, fine. I apologize for calling you a dick at GABF because your daddy died. Uh, my excuse is that I speak the truth when I get drunk. So what's your excuse for being a dick this year? Good question. Nobody died this year. Uh, Soupy Sales just died. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll buy that. All right, no. uh, and while I'm at it, uh, let me clue you into something. When some dude's old lady tells you to get out of the way, she isn't hitting on you. <laughs> Stick to what you know, which is dudes, he says. Nice to see that banjo-picking, white lightning-drinking hayseed doc is focused on the all-important carboy uh, elections in February. You might want to take away his Hummer keys and put a kitty lock on the kegerator during the show. Does anybody know what that means? No. Tongue no twister. Angry me- Angry Jamil has gotten like worse and worse. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going insane. There's a lot of underground references there. That- yeah. I, that we don't even know. People yeah. like make fun of us for our inside jokes. Yeah, I don't get that. Well, I got a feeling they're talking about me. Yeah. That thing's way inside. And what's up with Tasty, that fat hippie bastard? <laughs> Has he burned so much cousin that he doesn't know that I'm where the sun shines? I'm the god that makes this world possible. Okay. Is that a movie reference? Probably. Well, no. This guy shouldn't be allowed to talk anymore. All right, we'll cut him off up there. I Sounds just, like angry drunk. <laughs> and then there's bananas. Really? And the thing is, is that the last, like, seven angry Jamils I've either ignored... <laughs> or we've made fun of like this. And yeah. so I thought I'd do it one last time to give the person, give Angry Jamil the hint. Either take some comedy lessons from the Jipper. Well. Take your medication. <laughs> like or the just, Jipper. You know, the best of Jipper. Or say. just send this email to Chad so he can <laughs> Let's say the yeah. best of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another one that says we're real great. That's cool. Okay, read that one. Yeah, I, I think I did pretty well in that one. Oh, Here. shit. Let me paraphrase. Everybody's great. You guys are great. That's great. You're great. Okay. Everything's great. This year, guys. I thought I'd really try my hand at some competitions and see how far I'd come, he says. He's been listening for like uh, five years. <laughs> uh, so after three competitions and 18 entries, I took 19 ribbons. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> one for best of show at the Puget Sound Pro-Am and oh, got to brew a beer for the GABF Pro-Am. Oh, great. Yeah, he says, so thanks uh, for cool. all you do and keep on doing it. I just thought I'd try my hand at it. Wow. Everyone yeah. a winner. Nice. Yeah. Uh. That's from Steve, Brewing Jedi in the forum. Good job, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Here's the Jedi. Uh, let's see here. Troy has written in, uh, the 26th annual Dixie Cup was held in Houston, <laughs> Texas this weekend, and the Brewing to... Network captured another gold medal. Awesome. My Cockfosters ESB won, uh, won the English Pale Ale AC category. What's a Cockfoster? I don't know. Uh, he says, reference. thanks to everyone at the Brewing <laughs> Network uh, for the always rock-solid beer information with gut-busting hilarity, etc., uh, etc. Et I the other way around. Gut-busting hilarity, then... Well, he was bummed to mi- uh, miss me when I was in Texas. Uh, I went to the Ginger Man while I was out there, and uh, it was okay. 
I've been there once. It was, yeah, it was... Um, the Ginger Man in Austin was better. I went to the one in Dallas. Oh. And the one in Austin was real good. I remember that a few years ago. But the one in Dallas, eh, a lot of... Uh, well, a lot good. of beer, but not a lot of selection was, was my summary of the place. You know what I mean by that? Like, they put all of the standards on there. You could get the Francis Connor, and you yeah, could get yeah. the... But then, uh, you know, uh, there wasn't a lot of selection, uh, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, the one uh, Manhattan's pretty good. I went there the first night. Oh, I, went there, one, I didn't yeah. like that. I did, it was just too crowded, you know, yuppie crowd. I couldn't get in, then went back kind of in the afternoon, and it was a lot better then. Is mm-hmm. that like a gay club in New York? No. Ginger Man? No. Yeah. It sounds like it should be. It should be. It's, a, it's, it's got a lot of taps. Man. Big bar, a lot of taps. And yeah. uh, when it gets crowded, you can't even get near the bar. But It's uh, big bar night at the Ginger Man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they had real cute uh, bartenders that love to help you. Yeah, dudes in Manhattan are pretty cute, huh? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Everybody in Manhattan's cute, baby. <laughs> I think we're kind of spoiled, though, because we have a lot of bars with a lot of selection. Yeah, and I think in Texas, uh, that's the only good thing going for them is they're starting to get into craft beer. So you're right, and that was another thing that I said while I was there. Is as I was complaining about it, I said, you know, it's still probably the best beer bar in the Dallas area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you know, I, I made the right choice going there. And you're right, it yeah. really spoiled being around here. That they, I mean, they still had 40 beers on tap, and I'm crying about how there's not enough selection. You know, yeah. did you go to the Grassy Knoll? By the way, I've been there. Uh, no, I did not. Oh, I didn't have time. I, I was just there overnight, and oh man, yeah, that's great. Is it? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, you could just sit over behind that fence, and just, <laughs> you know, and just imagine yeah. killing the president. <laughs> uh, well, you John, Doc. Just, hey, just, just a theory, man. Yeah. It is. But my wife and I were at a bar in uh, just outside of Dallas, and my wife doesn't drink a lot of beer, but she says, "It's all they have is beer." So, what kind of beer do you have? And this this old crotchy lady says, "Bottled honey." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. Bring me a bottle. Yeah, yeah. At least she's honest. All right. Uh, feedback was brought to you today by Downtown Joe's. You go to downtownjoes.com. That's our local Napa brewery. And check out everything you need to know at downtownjoes.com. And by the way, we'll be doing a show from there uh, in November again. Another show, another live show from Downtown Joe's. I got to call Colin and figure out the date. But uh, yeah, it's coming up. Coming up real soon. All right. We're going to do Shat's announcements later on the program, if that's all right, because it's 5.30 and I need to get to a nat. So we're going to take ourselves uh, just a real quick break here. It's to support your local brewery show, and we mean it. And we're going to talk about why all show long. Annette Barron, the maker of the film Beer Wars, is up with us next. And uh, later on, we've got Peter Hoey from Sacramento Brewing Company. And also Matt from Rock Art Brewery talking about the scandalous conflict between Hanson and um, energy drinks or monster energy drinks, whatever it is, and uh, his own Vermonster beer. So stick with us. We got a lot to do today. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Regan, I am so excited to be going to Oktoberfest for the first time. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. But it's Oktoberfest. Ah. <laughs> I better brush up on my germ. Regan, this isn't the airport. You can fly, drive, walk, or click mine, Freund. There's all kinds of ways to get to Oktoberfest. Regan, <laughs> we're in the middle of an oak forest. I swear, if I hear a banjo, I'm out of here. Boys, over here! We're about to tap my barrel! Yeah! Gross! <laughs> 
to party all month long at morebeer.com. Come join Oaktoberfest for leader-swilling deals on all things oak. Oak barrels, oak cubes, oak chips, beer kits with oak in them, oak infusion tubes, and the new Brew system, all with the best prices they've ever offered. It's Oaktoberfest, only at morebeer.com, all October long. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical firm a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the BN Army today. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the BN Network. The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Back to the program, everybody. I told you we have a lot to do. Even our breaks are short. Yeah, today. I, I think my contract says we get at least ten minutes. So. Ah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Tasty. Nobody writer. even got up and marked <laughs> yeah. out or anything. No, I went to stay yeah. seated. I'm taking doc breaks today. I'm put a diaper oh. on. Very short. Oh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just saying it very smart, intelligent, well thought out breaks. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm taking breaks that overachieve today. Okay. <laughs> so, right. what we're doing, yeah. Taking a moneymaker break. All right. Let's do this. We've got Annette Barron on the line with us to talk about her movie, Beer Wars. Hi, Annette. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm doing great. I'm so great. glad we finally got you on the show. And uh, my apologies to you publicly for uh, for messing up our booking dates. 
No problem. Okay, good. Uh, I, I want to get right into questions for you because I want you to help me understand what it's like to go through life and be allergic to alcohol. I can't imagine. <laughs> oh I can't well, imagine. Actually, this. it's not go through life. I was able to drink and win drinking contests until I was 22. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. And drinking. then I don't know what happened. Something happened, and uh, I actually uh, had to go to the hospital where the doctors told me, and I cried all night. <laughs> And wow. uh, and then I decided not to worry about the things I can't do, but do what I can in life. So it okay. kind of helped shape my shape my philosophy, if you will. Yeah. And you couldn't even have a beer to console yourself. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was very sad. It was very sad. Especially since I had to throw everything out. Oh, oh. terrible. It sounds like maybe you won uh, one too many drinking contests. You're a retired yeah, champion. Exactly. Yeah, I think you burned out I mean. all your enzymes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at a very young age. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you must have been a lot of fun. Well, her brain's probably a lot healthier than ours at this point, though. I have. Well, to you know say. what? I'm one of those awful people that remembers everything now. So when I go to See? a party, like, if, you know, I'm like, oh, remember when you said that the other night? And people are like, no. Yeah, no. I know. I never yeah. said that at all. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that could be different. So it comes in handy sometimes. Okay, good. <laughs> For blackmailing, yes. Well, your movie is fresh in my brain. I've just uh, watched it this week, Annette. And um, I, I was not one that rushed out to the premiere. Um, but I did, you, you know, you were generous enough to get us a copy. So, uh, And I, we watched the movie. And I have to say, uh, I will tell you up front that, uh, you know, having watched the trailers before and, and read quite a bit about the, the reviews and, and people's response, uh, I have been skeptical about your movie. Um, and and the approach it took, but you know, I was I was really pleasantly uh, surprised and and happy that I watched it. And I and I want to say first of all that I think you did uh, a very nice job tackling the topic in su- in a what is it in a, a ninety minute movie? Um, yes, which was tough when I had two hundred hours of video. Really. See, and I, mm-hmm. I thought about that, too. We've dabbled in video, just, vi- I mean, I'm talking short videos here. And, yeah, edit, I do not envy you and your editor sitting in, sitting in, in that room and figuring out how to, what to do with 200 hours. Yeah, it was really tough, and it took a long time. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of the criticism was that the movie was dated, which is kind of a crazy thing to say about a documentary, because all documentaries are dated. Right. Because it's, you have to shoot the stuff, as you know, and then you have to edit it. And so, you know, you're always a working in the past to an extent but yeah it was a really tough film to figure out because there were so many stories there were so many places i could have gone um you know i was criticized for not making a movie that was just about craft beer yeah and um what's really interesting is that despite the criticism initially for from a lot of bloggers actually who aren't film critics the film critics and the mainstream um viewers who i really made the film for because i know the beer industry you guys know the beer industry but i really wanted to bring kind of new audiences into it okay they really got this movie that i made um and and so a lot of the the stuff that kind of went around the uh the blogosphere if you will after the 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 premiere um none of that stuff is actually repeated from film critics which is great that is great uh, so I will tell you too. You know, I found myself defending you to myself <laughs> after watching the movie, and I'll tell you why. Because what because of what you just said. You know, a lot of of craft beer people may have said, "Well, why didn't you make it more about craft beer? Why didn't you select more craft brewers?" And I do want to ask you about that. And I found myself defending you, saying, "Well, you never said it was a craft beer wars movie. Um, you, you you said you were you were talking about the beer industry in general." And so I found myself defeating my own arguments about you because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you never set out to to create a craft beer against beer necessarily. 
Well, I, I think that that would have really limited the film, and it would have had a much more limited audience. And so, and 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 I think also what people need to understand is that, and I, I I'll, I'll share a quick story with you in a second. But if you go out and make a craft beer movie, then how do you choose? There are what fifteen hundred? There were uh, fourteen hundred craft breweries when I started making the film. Yeah. I mean, how in the world do you choose? And also, how interesting is it? You know, in a feature film. I mean, I think what people don't understand is this isn't a television show for the History Channel. You know, where you can actually go and walk around and go look at breweries and isn't this one nice? And look at this nice guy over here and look at what he's done. This is a movie that had to have some heart and soul to it to keep you interested for ninety minutes. And that's a tough thing to do yeah. when people have the attention span of a gnat. Okay. So how did you choose? And let me let me preface that question by saying, I thought that Rhonda, and I think you get this all the time, was an interesting selection to put into this movie. So how did you choose? You're saying it's difficult. How do you pick them? How did you do it? Well, I mean, Sam was, was easy to pick, although not for the reasons that most people think. I mean, when you're trying to make a movie like this, you need something really important, which is access. Um, you need to find people who are going to let you into their lives and who aren't going to give you BS. I can say that on the radio, right? Yeah, it's Internet. You could say bullshit if you want, Annette. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I, needed somebody, I needed people who were no bullshit. I yeah. needed people who would allow me to film their strengths and their weaknesses. And uh, and I and you have to make it real because the more real it is, the more people respond to it. And so I picked Sam. Yes, he's very articulate and he's good looking and all of that stuff. That's Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head for those people who haven't seen the film. Yeah. But but it really was the fact that he also had a story, and that's what a lot of people I think don't think about when they think, oh, why couldn't she just go to all these breweries? And Sam's story was that. When I met him, he told me that he was expanding his brewery, he had demand, he was scared, and he was taking out this $9 million loan. And, and that in itself has inherent drama, which is a very important thing when you make a film. Yeah. And with a filmmaking background like I have, I knew how important drama was. And you're not creating drama because it's a documentary, but you don't know where things are going to go. I didn't know if he was going to succeed and fail. And frankly, despite the fact that everybody says, oh, Sam's getting too much publicity, blah, 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 at the time, Sam was really not as big a deal as he is today, if you will, in the craft brewing world. Um, and there were a lot of other people that I met, some of whom are in the film, like Kim Jordan from New Belgium, yeah. like um, Greg Cook from Stone. And, you know, Greg is, is fabulous, and he's fabulous on camera, but he just didn't have a story Okay. Um, at the time. You know, there wasn't that much to tell. Yeah. And I also needed someone who was going to tell the truth on camera and who wasn't going to be afraid to talk about the issues. Okay. And you know what happens in this day and age, and I don't know if it happens to you guys on the radio, but um, a lot of people are afraid of documentaries and of documentary filmmakers and will say a lot of things to you on the phone and in private, but you turn that camera on yeah. and they clam up faster than... I don't know. Use some sort of agricultural term. Right. <laughs> and Annette, that's why we get him drunk when we invite him on the show. Well, you know what? I mean, can I tell you a secret that now is not going to be such a secret? Yes. A lot of people wouldn't talk. And so, for example, there's a scene in the film with Jim Cook. I mean, basically, Jim was showing me this beer that he makes called Utopias and telling me how alcoholic it was. Yeah. Well, you know, the way that I got, you know, Jim to continue talking was to just have him continue showing me because I can't drink. Right. Get it? <laughs> um, yes. You know how delicious the, the you know, the Utopias is. And God knows, I think it's like, what, 25% alcohol? Yeah, it's pretty big. 
Yeah. So, you know, and then Jim was much happier to tell me what I did. <laughs> <to> <laughs> it know. works. It's a, you, you know, it's not just a joke. It's it a really... great lubricant. Yes. Um, for for getting people to talk, but it doesn't always work with everyone. And and frankly, I, you know, there's also an issue when you're making a film where you can tell when somebody's drunk, and you you did not. And I made a very conscious effort in this film, even at the Great American Beer Festival when I filmed, not to show that this yeah. isn't a movie about frat boys. This isn't a movie about oh look, this can get you drunk. This is a film about the business of beer, but also about you know this whole new world of craft beer and apparently the great taste of it. Okay. So hopefully that explains why I got Sam. This is a long-winded response. Okay. I picked Rhonda because her story was kind of um, even probably more interesting than his in that here was this woman. Think about it. Think about it like a Shakespearean drama, if you will. Here was this woman who was at the pinnacle of the business, right? I mean, she co-founded Sam Adams or Boston Beer Company with Jim Cook. And she had it made. She was making lots of money. She was hugely successful. She was very well respected. Yeah. And here she decides to leave, and she goes out, and she makes this beer with caffeine. Now, remember that I can't drink beer, so I can't comment on whether it tastes good or doesn't taste good. Okay. And that really wasn't my role. And I had no idea when she first told me about it whether it was going to be successful or not. But I knew that it was going to be dramatic because... I had a sense that it wasn't going to be easy for her, right. and, and it isn't. And so what, what these two characters, if you will, if, if they're characters in a film, what they gave me was, on the one hand, Sam, who was doing really well and who maybe was going to succeed, but, but you know, we weren't sure. And then we had Rhonda, who I had no idea how she was going to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and they are two very, very different characters. Now, Rhonda is not a craft brewer. I never said that she was. Right. Um, in the film, and like you said, you were arguing with yourself about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that, that's really a very long-winded response. I needed two people who were interesting to watch. Okay. Um, and I, I think that certainly from the feedback, again, that I got from people who weren't looking at it as, oh, my God, where are my favorite craft brewers, but more as a film, you know, again, the, the mainstream media, if you will, you know, like those two characters. So have you gotten mainstream viewers or, uh, I mean, the people buying your DVD right now, uh, BeerWarsMovie.com, I believe, is the site. And also, just another plug for it, too. Um, you know, there was this great panel discussion that happened after the movie, and, and it really shed a lot of light on the characters in the movie for me. And that's included in the DVD. It's in the extra feature. So just another reason to grab it. So now that you know the movie was, was shown, it was a one-night engagement, and, and now you're selling the DVD, is it reaching... Anybody other than us beer geeks? Well, it is reaching, but you know, it's very tough these days in the independent film world to get the message out. It's, you know, and so until I get on Stephen Colbert or one of those mainstream shows, we yeah. have seen the, you know, the producers have seen the film, they tell me they want to have me on, we're just waiting for the right timing. Um, meaning in television terms, cancellation. Right, right. Uh, so when somebody really famous like Michael Moore can't make it, they'll or pick me. me. Um, I think I think that's what that's what is what it's going to take to kind of get it out to the more mainstream. But I have had interest from mainstream media who are covering it, and so you know I'm waiting for the New York Times um, to to come out with a review. Roger Ebert has watched the film, so that's really in in the film world at least. Um, that's really where the the interest is going to come from is from film critics. On the other side, there's a movie that, that's been out called Food, Inc. I don't know if you're aware of it. But yes. It's, it, and a lot of journalists are calling me because of that film, and they're comparing this film to that. 
because they're both about, again, big business versus small business, local versus corporate. And so I think that unfortunately or fortunately, unfortunately for me, it takes a lot longer to get a film out there these days in the mainstream consciousness that it did two, three years ago. Well, um, I, I think it's kind of weird that your story now is almost paralleling Rhonda's story, where you both have a product that you're both waiting for mainstream you know, community, anybody, to pick up on it. It's interesting, yeah. Well, it's actually, I mean? I, I mean, I think in a lot of ways... Um, you know, this film has actually been a little more successful. It's a little different because, I mean, the only similarity is distribution. Um, and for Rhonda, you know, sh- she has the financial issues, but she also has dis- distribution issues. How does she get out there? How does she get distributors to pay attention to her? Mm-hmm. I'm self-distributing, which is something actually that I cover that I, I cover in the film through some criticism of the three-tier system. And so because I can self-distribute, uh, I actually can go directly to the consumer, which she cannot do. Yeah. And so, in in a, in some ways, um, not not to challenge your assumption, but the reality is that this film will break through once I get on mainstream media, which is something that's going to come in the next three four months. And then I'm also negotiating a big deal, which I can't talk about today, but maybe we can. Um, no one's your, listening to this program. Maybe we can you tell can your talk. listeners yeah. when they. Um, so so there is something very big that's in the works right now that I, that I we'll be able to share with you in about seven to ten days and okay. so and that will reach millions like you know hundreds of millions of people okay so so you know the, the yeah. so this movie if if i only counted you know i think i think something else to remember and i'm sure you guys know the statistics but i looked at them very closely when i was getting close to releasing the film i mean while we all think oh my god craft beer there's so many you know, there's so many drinkers. There really, I mean, there are millions of them, but compared to the 100 million who actually drink um, beer in America, the, the, the audience isn't really big enough to sustain a film, unless yeah. everybody went out and bought the, my DVD, which, of course, I hope they do. <laughs> of course. I, you know, I read that about uh, in your blog, too, where you, you said you've been, um, you know, you've, you've met a lot of uh, beer guys out there say, I, I want to do a... Want to do a beer TV show? Let's do a beer. You know, there's a hundred people that want to do a beer TV show. It'll be me and my friend Mike, but- and we're going to different breweries. <laughs> what do you think? Can I just tell you how many of those emails I get a week? I bet. I mean, it, at the beginning, it was like it was actually from people who had uh, a blog at least or something. Yeah. But now I get emails. I would say that I get at least three a week from people saying, "I have an idea. Can can you spend some time with me talking to me about it?" And that's yeah. why I finally blogged about it because I thought. I can't repeat myself like three times a week, right? And, and, and also banish people's hopes. Um, but but you know, it's just it's just the reality. And it, again, it's the same reality. I mean, there are somewhere between five and eight million. This is a number I got directly from Nielsen, who you know I think are pretty respected as far as doing some sort of statistical analysis. But of just straight craft beer. I don't mean straight sexually. I mean just people who say this. <laughs> we only, only drink, drink straight craft beer. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's beer they wars, too. Craft beer. Yeah, I don't know how many gay craft beer yeah. drinkers there are. But gay wars. <laughs> There's, <a fear>. oh. <laughs> There's probably two that's in this room. That's a whole other movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can have that idea. <laughs> I'm just I do have a question uh, from our chat room. Uh, we've got listeners uh, logged in, and uh, here's I a thought good nobody was listening. <laughs> I always say that just Everybody's to get more out listening. of you. <laughs> You've gone mainstream. Yeah, now. You'll get some good response out of us. Um, here's a good question. Brandon is hanging out in our chat room, and, and he wants to know uh, what is one topic that you wish you would have explored that you that you weren't able to do in the film. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's something that um, 
that's a big deal to the brewing community, but not so much, I think, to the average um, audience member. And really, the one thing is this whole notion of what's called franchise laws. And I must have spent, I don't know how many thousands of dollars and days in the edit room trying to explain franchise laws. And franchise laws are really the problem with the three-tier system. And the one thing that if I was to become an advocate, which it looks like I probably will end up becoming an advocate for. Yeah. Um, th- so, so that is something that I really wanted to explain, but it just started weighing the film down. Okay. Um, I think other things that I would have liked to explore, I, would have, I personally would have liked to, ex- to show more of the great interviews that I have. I mean, I, for example, have the last interview with Michael Jackson, um, not the wow. one... I guess they both passed away, but the beer Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'd watch either one, by the way. <laughs> um, and he's not singing and dancing, but I have the last interview with him before you could actually tell that he had Parkinson's disease. And okay. it's one of the most compelling, amazing, funny interviews I've ever seen, actually. Um, and I would have loved to have included more of, of those kind of moments, and I have a ton of them. Can these see the light of day, you know, just through your website or through extras? I mean, why can we not, can you not do well, something um, with them? Well, you know, I, I did something that, that you really aren't supposed to do, and, and again, the independent film world also changed by the time I finished the film, but um, I invested my own money in it. So, you know, I'm sitting on all of this fabulous stuff, but yeah. until I make at least enough money so I can go back in the edit room. I'm, I'm really, at this point, not willing to invest any more um, out of fairness. But I, I do have a lot of great stuff. Oh, you're smarter um, than we are. It just needs to be edited. You know, I mean, it, you know, I have, I have probably six hours with Michael Jackson. It would be hmm. painful to make somebody watch that. So, but if it were professionally edited, because I also went to an amazing um, beer tasting he did at the Brick Scaler, and he was just on fire that night. It was wow. just great. Okay. But it's not just him. I mean, I have fabulous interviews with a lot of the people that 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 I think um, craft beer drinkers in particular would be interested in, like you know, like Greg Cook and more with Sam and Charlie and Kim Jordan. I mean, I have full on Dick Yingling, who is, you know, hysterical. Yeah. Um, and and really a fascinating guy who built what I think today is the most successful beer company in America. That's yeah. independent. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this uh, along those terms. You know, I'll give you a little insight into the BN. We've been doing this. It's our it's our it's our fifth year, and we've been on terrestrial radio, internet radio. We've done a little bit of all of it. And you know, the, one of the big questions a lot of people ask us is, well, why don't you have uh, why don't you have a ton of sponsors? Why hasn't everybody gotten mm-hmm. behind it? Why isn't that so? So let me ask you that that question because it's it's difficult. You think that this community that talks about rallying around each other would rally around entities like me and movies like yours? Uh, did you find that to happen? I mean, are the craft brewers behind you in this venture? You know, that is actually the biggest disappointment of this whole thing. And I've really tried to figure out why they haven't rallied around. I mean, the Alstrom brothers from Beer Advocate was, were nice enough to invite me to uh, an event they had in June. Um, it was called the American, not, not the Great American Beer Festival, but... Uh, now the the name in Boston. Yeah, um, I know the was, festival. Yeah, sim- you know, it was a similar festival, smaller. Yep. And you know, we did these panel discussions, and I met all these brewers, and they were all very lovely. And none of them had actually supported the film when it came out. Um, I think there's there are two things, and I just talked to Tommy Arthur about it um, from Peace Support um, when I was at the GABF last <coughs> month. And you know, part of it is I think that if they're not in it, they're not interested. 
which I think is really a bizarre thing when the film is really about kind of what's happening in the beer industry. So if you're in the beer industry, I can't imagine that you wouldn't be interested, yeah. even if it's not necessarily about you. And the other thing is just that, that I guess he said, you know, I'm too busy being a brewer. Well, I don't know. I don't buy that. And I, I actually cannot believe that as someone who, who is an entrepreneur just like them and just like you, that they have not been way more supportive. I mean, the very least you would think is that um, they would have screenings at their brewery. Right. Maybe buy 10 DVDs. I <laughs> mean, it, it's not a huge investment, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it and and they did not help the uh, uh, I'm sorry they did not help with the premiere at all they did not support it uh, I mean some did but I could probably count them on both my hands and I wouldn't have to use my toes right it's really quite disappointing yeah and um, I and then the, go, go I'm sorry and just one last thing and and the surprising thing is that someone like Greg Cook who as you saw is not featured prominently in the film yeah. you know realizes. And he walks the talks. He realized that this is really not just about him. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, and by the way, I don't ask you this question because I have the answer. I ask it because we experience the same well, thing. Yeah, and it I, is I'm a, sure you guys are yeah. feeling the same thing. And frankly, I think that um, the the craft brewers, while they talk about being a family and a team, they're all small businesses and they're doing their thing. And I think that they don't realize how much power they would have if they got together. Yeah. It, it, I mean, really got together. And this right. is not a slight against the Brewers Association because they have been very supportive of me and they did help support the film. But, but the Brewers themselves are just, you know, when, you, when I talk to them one-on-one, they're fabulous. But as a group, they just have not done anything with their power. I mean, truly, they will tell you, for example, that these crazy franchise laws need to go away and yet, they're not doing anything to make it happen. Right. It's and you wonder it's why. It's <laughs> because if they did get together, and I think we just saw with what happened with rock art yeah. um, versus monster, or monster versus Vermonster. God, that's hard to say. Yeah. Um, you know that when, when the, the craft beer drinkers, right, when they get together, they make things happen. But I didn't right. see other brewers come to their defense. I think it's really interesting. It's a good question. Uh, my co-host JP is going to make that documentary. It's going to be called I am. "Yeah Inner Beer Wars" <laughs> and uh, why we're not yeah. supporting each other enough like this. Yeah. What do you guys think it is? <laughs> you know, I I think that part of it is that uh, you know there, there's a there's still a certain amount of competitiveness that nobody likes to talk about. We like to talk about how supportive we are of everybody, but there's still a certain amount of competitiveness, and and you're looking for market share. And one of the best things I took away from your movie, I'll talk about this, and, and this is one of the reasons I think the film is important, even to to beer geeks like me, is your discussion of shelf space. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're all, you know, we talk also, we also talk about tap handle real estate here on the show and with brewers. And so getting that real estate for your beer is still competitive. And I just, I think that people are reluctant um, to, to get behind something that they're not positive. They're going to get the most out of it. I also think that it's a very small budget community. And this is what I've heard over and over again throughout the years is, you know, 
we just don't advertise. We don't do that. We're we're craft brewers, and we don't advertise. Uh, meanwhile, I'll, I'll open any number of, of small beer publications, and I'll find ads from the same people who tell me they don't advertise. They 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 spend their money. They're very they're very concerned about where their money's going. They spend small amounts of it with specific people, and they've left it at that. And it's worked for them. And they're selling at capacity. And so the idea uh, to go out and, and reach further and support more, uh, I think, is a little foreign. And personally, while I, I don't think that, that there's anything wrong with that necessarily, I, I think it's short-sighted is what ends yeah, up happening. I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, um, if that is statistically possible, which I is think not. So. Here it is. But I, I think even more than that, what happens is, is that really there are, and we could probably name them, and we won't do that on the air, but there are 20 to 30 breweries out of all the craft breweries out there that are doing well and, and are at capacity. And that's not to say that the rest aren't, but kind of right. the superstars. Actually, there are probably 15 superstars. You're right. Yeah. And those are the ones that advertise, and those are the ones that everybody's after, and those are the ones that, that, that are smart enough to manipulate the press. And other th- and they're the ones that, that we're really talking about. The problem is, and this is you know the most interesting thing for me since making the film, is who I hear from. I'm not hearing from those guys. Hmm. The people that I am hearing from mm-hmm. are the ones who aren't up there and who can't get up there. What are they saying? Because those companies are taking all the shelf space. I see. Because those companies aren't really supporting them, despite um, you know all the beautiful four-minute, you know, I am a craft brewer. Um, all the, the the people in that film really represent to the for the most part the, the the breweries that roll off the top of everyone's tongue. Yeah. But it's the ones that are the startups. It's the ones that have been in business for 5 years. It's those guys that are having problems getting on the shelf. Right. And part of the reason is that you're absolutely right. It is it is competitive and look, that's what's great about capitalism and about America is that 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 is something that you know, you're supposed to do. It is survival of the fittest. But if you want, you can't on the one hand say there's this community and we all love and support each other, and on the other hand, not help those guys when they need it. And one of the ways I think that these 10, 15 brewers who are at the very top of the list could help is by changing the laws and making it easier. But then it gets into something really controversial, which is, Maybe it's working for them just fine. Yeah, a lot yeah. of these brewers too. They um, it, it's, they have a tendency to be their own island. Uh, they don't go to meetings, uh, any kind of you know cooperative thing or any organized stuff. And what you're talking about is changing the format of the way things are and going about it. You're going to need an organization. Everybody's going to need to get together and do that. But uh, in general, no, you're, you're your own island. And uh, there's no organizational meetings you go to and yeah. things to get this thing going. And, and the guys that are making it, the craft brewers that are making it, have found a way to make it work within the system that we don't like. Yeah, well, exactly. And and, and I think Tommy kind of had a valid point is, is he's too busy running his business to form a club to sit and try to get something done, you know, uh, like, uh, like, like uh, Jim Cook can now. Right. Or, you know, because he, I mean, he... Uh, I ran into him a couple of weeks ago, and I saw him for 10 minutes at his own brewery because he was getting stuff ready to go fly to a beer dinner to promote his beer in Boston. Yeah. He, the guy doesn't have, he doesn't have time, and I think a lot of brewers are like that, where, uh, kind of like Doc was saying, they've found a way to work within the system. They are at capacity. They're doing pretty well on their own. 
Um, and that's kind of how they, they want to be. You know, I don't think they're necessarily interested in being on the shelf at, at a Safeway right now because they know they're not going to make as much money. So they'd rather hit the independent liquor stores and the places that don't really have you know 18 different kinds of Bud Light on the shelf. Right. Um, and I think they'd rather get on, on tap handles where there is only one Budweiser tap, and you know you don't have uh, in cans and in bottles and in uh, you know aluminum bottles and that kind of stuff. Where they're more grassroots. That's what they're used to from coming up from home brewing and uh, and uh, they're just kind of community folk, and they, maybe they want to stay local. Yeah. A lot well, of, I think you know, it depends on. I think you can split. You could split up. Craft, the, the craft breweries or craft, let's call them breweries instead of brewers because let's not get personal. So you can split it up into three parts, these 1,500 breweries that exist, right? Yeah, yeah. There are the ones that are hugely successful, which, again, are, it's always the same. Let's call them the top 20 just for fun. Okay. And then there are the breweries, the, the packaging breweries, and then there are brew pubs. And you know what? The brew pubs really, and you know, people have said to me, why didn't you put more brew pubs? Well, Brew pubs don't really compete in the overall beer business because um, if you're not on a shelf or if you're not competing for a tap handle, you're not compa- competing with the big guys or with the top 20. So right. it doesn't really matter. So they're, out, they're off on their own over here on, on the left, let's say. And then on the other side, you've got the, the guys who are at capacity and are doing great and, and can't make enough beer. People like Stone and... and, and uh, and Dogfish Head, right? The darlings of, of the industry, if you will. Yeah. And then you've got everyone else, and there are about 400 of those everyone else. <laughs> right. And it's, it's those guys that, um, that, that are really the issue, and, and those are the guys that I think you know, somebody needs to advocate for if, if they want to grow and if they want to someday be the top 20. Because the thing is, if you're at capacity... It doesn't mean you can't continue to grow. I mean, you know, many conversations I've had with Jim Cook about, you know, the growth of the craft beer industry. I mean, you know, today it's, what, between 4 and 5%, depending on how you look at it. If if you want to go to 10, it can't all just come from the top 20. Right. Well, how much of it do you think is um, quality of the product? Because I think uh, much of Stone's success, for example, is they have a really top-quality product and great marketing. And those two combined just shot them up into that top twenty. Um, well, but how? I mean, you know, I mean, because I think there, I think that has to play a part in it. Is is not not because just because it's craft beer doesn't necessarily mean it's good beer or good enough to rocket you into that top twenty. You know right. what I mean? So here's here's my response to someone who who doesn't know what it tastes like. So it makes me very impartial. <laughs> um, and quality is always important. But don't underestimate the power of marketing. Right. Um, oh, I don't true. know if it's very Sam true. Adams, whatever, is better than a dogfish, whatever, than a stone, than a rogue, than uh, a shoots. Keep going down the line. Right. That's a good what point. What I know is that consumers, and even craft beer consumers, I hate to say it, but consumers in general, and this is the world that I do come from, from with my experience, not just at Mike's Hard Lemonade, but having been in the business world all these years, at the end of the day... You, you can't help being marketed to. And, yes, you will always pick a quality product that, has, that says something to you. So a great name is important. A great packaging is important. So many times, how many times have we seen it where people buy a great name or a great package over great quality? Yeah. The package And helps. so, I mean, it's always quality first. But the truth is that I totally agree with you, and this is actually the first interview I've done where people have been as honest as you guys have been, and I'm loving this. 
um, <laughs> is that the reality is that Dogfish Head and Stone have succeeded maybe because they make a good product. Again, I don't know that. I know that other people think they do, but they are great marketers. Yeah. Um, you know, Dogfish has succeeded because they started very much, you know, obviously they had Sam, but they, it, they just have a great story, a great logo, um, you know, you, that, that is immeasurable uh, is, how yeah. much that's worth. And, they, and, and Sam's been very good about going out there and pounding the pavement. Stone, on the other hand, has a different story. You know, they, and, and Greg in particular, he says he coined the words, I don't know if that's true, you know, yellow fizzy beer, being the anti-yellow fizzy beer, they took a stand. They, they stand for something, especially when you make a beer called Arrogant Bastard. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got these guys, these two guys in Greg and in Sam, who are just innately smart marketers. I agree with they you. make a great quality product, from what I hear. That's terrific, but it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, and to pretend that anti-marketing isn't marketing is just ridiculous. So it does yeah. always bother me when people do that. Uh, and that, I, I hate to say this, that I'm out of time. Um, we've got. We're actually going to speak to Rock Art Brewery too about their struggle um, and, and their beer war. Also, um, give us everything we need to know so that our listeners can see this movie. And and listeners, make no mistake, it's valuable, and and you should see it. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Like I yeah. said about shelf space. I always used to wonder about why there are 10 different brands of, of Budweiser, knowing that full well that they taste the same, and the movie gives a lot of answers to that type of thing. Um, the movie does something that I've always wanted to do, which is to go into a, a bar and make people who are, you know, I'm a Bud guy, <laughs> make, make Mr. Yeah. Bud guy do a blind taste test, test. And, and let him pick out his Bud. Yeah. And listen, these are things you want to see, if for nothing else, because it's, uh, it's fully entertaining. So, Annette, please tell us everything we need to know to get the movie. Well, it's pretty straightforward. Go to BeerWarsMovie.com and uh, click on Shop. And uh, buy the movie. Okay. Uh, you know, I think that the more people see this movie, the more we can talk about it. The more you can tell your friends who aren't necessarily craft beer geeks, the better, because that's how things are going to change. Okay, and I, and I will tell you this: the the only reason that you haven't sold all ten thousand copies of your DVD is that you did not put the Brewing Network in yeah, your documentary. Really. That's true. Or have a forward uh, interview with us. Maybe with us, yes. Maybe in your special uh, <laughs> special release. It's never too late. You know, I'm, I'm planning to, to actually release the rest, as, as, as you asked me that question earlier. So, obviously, there will be a director's cut. Oh, good. So, it's oh. never too late. Good. Oh. Because I not only invented the internet, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a very powerful in the beer industry. Well, sort of a big deal. <laughs> I actually invented the little plastic wheels in the videotape cassettes. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you tell me that I can say the word bullshit? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Then much more. Whatever you want. I just want to clarify that every man in this room has a face for radio. Just keep that in mind. (laughs) She makes a good point. Yes, well, uh, I know all about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, really a pleasure to speak with you, Annette. Thank you for spending time with us, and I wish you luck, and I hope to see more from you. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. All right, there we go. That was really a lot of fun. That was I hope good. you guys enjoyed that. And um, I'm telling you, she's a she's a nice woman. And uh, I was a skeptic like you. And oh, I'm not telling you that it's the best uh, beer movie on earth because because that's strange um, brew and everybody because everybody it. knows that. Yeah. Um, what I am telling you is that uh, there's not been another film like it made, Mm-mm. and uh, and it has a lot of valuable points that are made. And and you can sit around and argue about how it was made and and what was done, and and all of those might be valuable points too, but um, the bottom line is it, there are things that needed to be said that were said in that film mm-hmm. and that um, 
I think it was her first documentary. And given that, kudos, man. Uh, yeah, I agree. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> You're welcome. I, you know, it, it got conversation going. And yes. that's, what, that's what's needed. doesn't matter what you think of it. doesn't matter what side you're on. Right. You're talking about it, and that's, that's the point. That's right. We'll be right back with Matt from Rock Art Brewing Company. Stick with us. You're listening to The Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty Christmas you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Multiply it by two. Yeah! 
<laughs> spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Annette Barron, the maker of Beer Wars. Go to BeerWarsMovie.com. And also, don't forget that we are raising money for breast cancer research today during the show. $10 gets you one entry into the raffle, three for 25 Just hit the Donate button right there on our homepage or go to BrewingNetwork.com slash Donate, and you can get in there. It's a chance to win a pink scooter signed by Lyle Lovett, and this is all in association with Russian River, and they're doing their part to raise money. We're talking to Natalie a bit later about that. In the meantime... The big story in beer right now is Matt from Rock Art Brewing Company. I got Matt on the line. Hey, Matt, sorry we're late. Thanks for uh, getting on the show with us. Oh, man, thanks for calling, Justin. That's awesome. Hey, I was just listening to that uh, ACDC song, Fight There. I think I'm going <laughs> to add that to my rally cry. <laughs> I will not sue you for trademark because I stole it. <laughs> we're already being sued. I'm, I'm running scared these days. I tell you, I don't know what I can say or what I can do. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful. Uh, uh, so t- it's over, right? Uh, you have reached yeah. a settlement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's all good now. We're all happy. Uh, we're back to basically what I had offered the corporation uh, September 28th, uh, all before this all came down. The wrath of social media and traditional media combined uh, turned the corporation around in 21 days from you're getting nothing to, okay, what you had sounds good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, Thank let's, God for the Internet. Let's do this story Absolutely, like Absolutely, yes. Long uh, live the Internet. That's right. Well, you're welcome that I invented it. And uh, and me and Al Gore invented it together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Um, let's start from the beginning, though, and let's sure. talk about this as if we don't all know the story, because I think, you know, that's important. You know, something, there, there's a negative part to the Internet, and that is the other, uh, you, you know, the rumors that start to abound. And so okay. I've got questions about that, too. Could you yep. please explain to me from the beginning how this all happened? Sure, yeah. Well, I have a, a beer that I brewed to celebrate my 10th anniversary back in uh, 2007. It's called the Vermonster. It's a, a big American-style barley wine, very hoppy. I used a 10s theme with 10% alcohol, uh, 100 IBU, and dry hopping a pound per barrel. Uh, just wanted to make a big beer um, to celebrate our 10th anniversary, and I had trademarked it here, the name, the Vermonster, in the state of Vermont for beer in 2006 so I could prepare for this this uh, anniversary release. So we're brewing and selling that beer just fine. Everything's uh, going well. And here we are, I don't know, almost three years later, two and a half years anyways, uh, later. I go to work September 14th, uh, getting ready for my regular work week on a Monday, and I open up this email from a um, California-based energy drink company. And... Uh, it says uh, cease and desist all sales, all promotional material, all advertising associated with this product. Uh, immediately pay to Hansen all attorney fees in regards to this matter and drop the federal application for uh, trademark on the name Lover Monster because you are in uh, violation of the law and infringing on our world-famous trademarks of the energy drink. So... <laughs> You know, it's a little out of the way here. I'm thinking, what, what what's going on here, you know? Um, so it only came on their radar because you applied for a trademark. Do I understand that right? 
Uh, otherwise, be, they, they didn't know about it. I mean, that would be my assumption. I mean, the furthest uh, west we have is in Arizona, and... Um, it, it just must be the uh, trademark. You know, I mean, we've been selling the beer here in Vermont, and uh, nobody's ever called up saying, hey, I'm confused. Uh, is this a monster uh, <laughs> yeah, energy right. drink, or is this a monster beer? I would have done that. I'm kind of stupid. Is that That's the same monster? Yeah. You know, but it's scary from my point of view. We're a small brewery, you know, and uh, you get a letterhead that's got uh, 14 offices or 12 offices of this uh this law firm across the country, you know, they got offices in Chicago, New York, and Florida, and everywhere in between. So, uh, you know, I've taken this serious. I'm like, well, what, what's going on here? You know, I've uh, I've got my original trademark lawyer um, says that everything is fine, and that's why they submitted the application. Uh, and then you look at the federal government. The federal government took that in. They're the uh, trademark office, and uh, they have a very uh, you know they scrutinize every name very very stringently and uh, they, they go through the process and they look at it and uh, they had actually said the name is fine to use and they had gone ahead and and prepared it to be what they called posted you know if they felt there was a problem with the name they would yeah. reject the application right so i'm like all right you know i, I got two balls in my court so i call a third lawyer uh, here in vermont and a trademark lawyer and i ask him and he says uh yeah you know everything's fine with the names uh, he says, but, you know, here's what's going to happen, Matt. Uh, if this this $1 billion corporation, for whatever reason, uh, doesn't want you to have that name or to use it, that uh, they will end up wearing you down in the courts with dollars uh, by constantly stretching out the case, appealing decisions, etc., whatever it takes, until you can't afford to defend your case anymore. And when that situation happens, one client can't afford to defend anymore, you lose by default. And he says, what will happen at that point is you will change the name of the beer, and if you can uh, scrap together whatever's left of your brewery and move on, yeah. then uh, they, they, there you are. That's that's your future, Matt. So he says, my recommendation, he says, to change your name and move on. Okay. And I said, but wait a minute. It, you basically, you're, you're telling me that uh, justice <laughs> in the trademark court system is for sale? Well, I didn't say it in those words, but yeah, yeah basically, that's <laughs> sure. what's happening. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I, I was in disbelief. I mean, you, I, and every other American uh, in this country pledged allegiance as a kid, and it does not end with injustice for those with the deepest pockets. You know, it says injustice for all. So I'm just, I'm beside myself, and, uh, I, you know, I sat down, had a long talk with my wife i mean this is a pretty serious thing you've got sweetheart we're about to go bankrupt yeah yeah because uh, because of principles you know i'm not going to change the name because of principles it's just that that can't happen in america and you got a lawyer so we got feedback from other lawyers uh you know and they all had basically the same thing to say is yeah you know there's no problem with the name but that's what's going to happen and it happens every day and it happens all the time and you're not the first company this has happened to and you're not going to be the last so I said, well, Renee, let's just go ahead and stick it out and uh, see what we can do. And uh, this would probably be the first time this corporation has heard this, but I actually, had, at the same day I received that um, cease and desist, being a prudent business person, I wasn't going to let this thing go down the drain, so I that day had to actually removed the S from Vermonster and just made it Vermonter. Uh, same label configuration, sent it to my state here in Vermont <laughs> to uh, trademark it again so okay. that if all else fails, I could 
pull the plug and jump onto the Vermonter. <laughs> plan B, you can't yeah. do that. Plan B, you got to have Plan B ready. You're gonna go I'm up all against about that. You're, yeah, you're guy, gonna. Man. I like. I, I'm just like. I'm gonna stand up and give him the finger, but I totally have a way out. <laughs> you yeah, have to yeah, do that. absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna stare into the eyes of a one billion dollar corporation. Yeah. I mean, I had to look up on the internet how you even write one billion dollars. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it, you know, how many zeros does it take? Where, where where do you put the one? How many commas is in that thing? I don't even know. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fun to count. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you're going to go up against this kind of a corporation. Yeah, you have Plan B ready. So <laughs> and just a lot of people in Vermont can't spell anyway. <laughs> is that what it I know. Is? That's I why, notice. Yeah. That's why we call it the Vermonster, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was nice you talk about you can't spell. Uh, there's a guy, Mark Hall, who's the president of the uh, Monster Energy Company, and he wrote me a, not me, but he wrote to one of the fans a, a letter that wasn't quite so nice about me. Mm. Um, what did it say? A, a, Do little, tell. a little disparaging, to say the least. But at any rate, uh, he kept saying, instead of, he kept typing, instead of Vermonster, he kept typing Vermonter. <laughs> so what would happen is, your spell check, when you hit Vermonster, spell check pops it up, Jesus. and it substitutes Vermonter. I see. So he kept accepting Vermonter. Yeah. So I, I had to put that in my reply to him. I'm like, well, next time, you know, uh, instead of clicking uh, accept for the change, you know, click ignore. Yeah. Because uh, it, it is Vermonster. I said, yet, better yet, why don't you add it to your dictionary? Because Vermonster is now going to be long, around no. for a very long time. <laughs> I like that. Matt just likes to be a dick sometimes, yeah, I think. Poke him a little Which bit. I don't blame you in this case. Look, if you're going to be a dick, I'm going to be a bigger dick. So, yeah. you know, there was there was some uh, talk on the internet, and, and I think some of it had to do with the, re- the reply that you're talking about. Um, that Monster never would have gone after you in the first place if you didn't apply um, uh, f- for for a trademark. Um, yep. and, and, and in that case, they were just, and this is what I understood, although this is just internet rumor, was his, you know, was their entire stance that we're really just protecting, we never set out to do this. He applied for a trademark. We saw that it was applied for and said, up, oh, that's our Monster thing, and we rejected it. I mean, what do you think about that? And is there, is there any truth to that? Uh, truth is, I guess I don't quite understand. I mean, are you saying, do I think that they had a legitimate case? Well, I guess what I'm saying is, you could have gone on selling Vermonster forever had you never applied for a trademark, without, and there never would have oh. been a stink oh. made about it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's what's being said, you yeah. know. If, uh, if it showed up in the vending machine next to their corporate office, I don't know what they'd say. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... You know, I don't know, whatever. I mean, uh, they played for trademarks for their names, so, you know, of course, I'm a business person. I'm going to apply for a trademark on my name. I think right. that's just the, the course of uh, doing due diligence as a business person. Well, you don't think it was the lawyers saying, hey, yeah, let's, uh, I, let's get this going because they can make more money for their firm. That's what they're supposed to be doing is protecting sure. this, the, you know, the Hansen company, but they need work, and they find they're kind of self-perpetuating with this thing. Yeah, let's let's make something of this. You know, they got paid one way or the other. Well, part of it, part of it that comes out while I was talking to the lawyers, um, you know, when I made my offer that I'll stay out of energy drinks and you know just leave me alone in beer. Yeah, uh, was that their co- their uh, client would uh, like to now enter the beer market? Is that right? And you know, I said, well, t- too bad. I'm already here. You know, I've wow. been here for quite a while. So. <laughs> You know, it comes down to uh, apparently reaching out and trying to lock down future markets. And uh, there's a whole, 
I don't know, there's a whole theory or a whole uh, thing talked about it. They call it the octopus. You know, you try to reach out into everything and lock it down, and, uh, you know, you're really not supposed to be able to do that type of thing. Right. Well, my, my theory is that there's not enough shitty beer on the market, so I can't <laughs> well, wait more. for Monster to uh, to get into the caffeine well, and beer I, world. Crash and you know, burn. All I got to say is, you know, good luck. You know, <laughs> go nuts, make it, have fun. You know, it's... It, it's not as easy as they might think. And, you know, there's already 30 other alcoholic products with the name Monster in it. So they've got a lot of uh, controversy already. So yeah. Ver Monster was the least of their worries. And, uh, What's the, you know, uh, I, I, got, I got a feeling that September 28th was uh, a day they would like to repeat. Yeah. Uh, when's Ver Hansen coming out? I'm sorry? Ver Hansen? Ver Hansen. <laughs> yeah. Just stick it to him. Yeah, just to be a dick, man. Hey, well, when you, when you guys find out, shoot me an email so I can at least laugh about it because yeah. I can't fight it. <laughs> now, so what is the final agreement then? They What what happened? You said, yeah. I'll stay out of the energy business? Yeah, well, you know, after the wrath of uh, the two medias combined, traditional and social media, yeah. the social media was only 13 days of this campaign. Wow. 21 days from the first article in the local paper, Still Reporter, to, uh, you know, a complete uh, 180 from uh, the company. Okay. But basically, yeah, you know, I'm not going to do any energy drinks with the Vermonster. It, you know, never wanted to. No problem. And uh, they have their future market locked down for beer. I said, I'm not going to oppose it. Never would have. Don't care. You know, like I said, there's already 30 companies with Monster in it. So yeah. they've got a lot, of, a lot of pre-existing companies already. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. If they're gonna, I don't know. Right. That's their game. Whatever. And uh, aside from that, I think it's just a lot of legal uh, jargon in there to make everybody happy, but I think that's kind of the gist of it. I see. I wonder what happened, you know, when, uh, you know, the the negative press started hitting. I, mean, I saw a lot of, I'm not take, I'm not, I'm not buying any more monster drinks. Yeah. I, mean, I saw a lot of this stuff. Yeah, but how I, many of those people actually did? It doesn't first matter. Place, right? When the numbers guys saw that. Right. Yeah. They won yeah. out over the lawyer guys. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it happened. Uh, we posted that YouTube video, Matt and the Monster. Yeah. Matt versus Monster uh, Energy Drink or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, that went out on the morning of, I don't know if it was Wednesday. I think it was Thursday morning or Wednesday morning. I got a call from an investor <laughs> the next day. Uh, yeah, I've put that uh, video up on our investor website, and uh, we'd like to talk and end this quickly. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I mean that was yep. another thing too. You know, I I reached out to this. You know, when you get two businesses, don't see eye to eye. This is the way I do things. You know, you get two businesses, you don't see eye to eye. The thing to do is you, you know, you meet halfway. Yeah. And you agree to something. And I threw that out there to them, and they wanted nothing to do with it. And I asked. Now, when uh, you say them, that the, was the probably the lawyer who yeah. sent you the the cease and desist in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah, well, she's supposed to uh, send it all, of course, along to her client. She's not authorized to make any decisions like that. Got and, it. Um, okay. So she talks to her client. They want nothing to do with it. Uh, they came back with a, a ridiculous counteroffer of uh, control, control, control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to control the way I brewed the beer. Really? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> control the way that I label the beer and, therefore, how I market the beer. Uh, control the name of the beer by not allowing me to trademark my name. 
that the federal government said is okay to trademark. Yeah. Let's not forget that key piece of information. Federal government ran it through their thing, and they said this name is fine. Right. Um, and then there's even some vague language which says to possibly refer to uh, some type of distribution control. Right. So, Can you say yes to that? Well, I'm like, well, what am I going to say to that? Exactly. <laughs> oh, gee, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You guys are great. Oh. Uh, you know, I offered to stay out of your category, and all you say is, well, we're going to take over. <laughs> hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, so I offered that, and then I said, well, let me just talk to somebody there. And I was given from the lawyer, basically, if you have anything of substance to say, they may possibly call you. And again, you know, you got a problem with me, you just pick up the phone and you call and we talk about it. And, uh, you know, after, after the investors got involved and said they wanted to end this quickly because it was starting to go south really badly, um, yep. they got me in touch with uh, uh, their CEO there. And the guy was great, you know. We sat down, the two of us, for a half an hour on the phone, hashed out some language, boom, boom, we're both happy, took the lawyers a few days to dot the I's and cross the T's, and it's done. Right. And that's, that's all it needed from the get-go. On the 28th of September, we could have done that exact same thing, right. and it would have been done. Well, but- I always wonder how much the CEO really knew about this stuff and how much he was shielded from it. You know, they they gild the lily when these lawyers are telling him about, it. oh yeah, we'll just crush this little guy. Don't worry about it or right. whatever. Well, I don't know if what? that's your if that's your ship and that's how you run it. I'd say well, you're going to think twice next time. Well, I, I've been, <laughs> you know, I, a lot of businesses. Um, you know, the head guy knows that uh, it's all about him and his his image, but he doesn't see what happens in the lower echelon of his employees. Yeah. Someone's talking bad, someone teach somebody bad, he might not hear about it, but it does oh, yeah. reflect back on the whole company. Oh, yeah. And when he does finally hear about it, then, the stuff, then stuff happens. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering if this guy even got to it, but you, know, you got to the investor guy who, who has the CEO's ear. Right. And yeah. that's when stuff happened. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know how uh, a one billion dollar corporation runs. Uh, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, know? I think you have a little more insight uh, now. We're we're starting to figure it out here at the Brewing Network. Uh, no, uh, I do have a couple questions from our chat room. Dollars. Um, there, are, you know, of course, a lot of our listeners were really behind you, and, and I, in fact, I got emails for for three weeks, Matt. Just please get you on the show to talk about this too. <laughs> well, thank you for getting um, it on the on the show. I yeah, appreciate that. oh, absolutely, really. Uh, there, there's definitely a bigger part of this, though, and that's kind of the next phase of this whole uh, uh, movement from the American people is to protect the next small business, because as I said, this is happening right now as you and I are talking. I've got emails in my inbox. You know, I'm in the same situation. I'm uh, I'm three hundred thousand dollars into this court battle, or I'm five hundred thousand dollars into this court battle. I have second mortgage in my home. I'm out of money, and I am. And these are the the, the replies that come back. I am losing my business, or I will lose my business, or I have lost my business. Wow. And uh, you know, it's it's sad. And uh, so, what's the solution uh, that that you have that that can stop this from happening? That money can't uh, can't buy these sorts of victories. Well, two two things. I mean, certainly, uh, thirteen days of building a Facebook uh, fan page of Americans that believe in proper justice. Yeah. Um, that can't be bought. Is there if there's some way some of the readers who have some web. Uh, Specialties, uh, maybe some professors. I've had a lot of professors calling me, say they're following this in their college courses, their university courses. 
uh, because this is real live stuff uh, for various uh, course cur- curriculum and uh, you know maybe some people out there will have some ideas of how to preserve sort of this group of people um, and not kind of let it fade away and uh, if another business needed to tap into it because some of these businesses you know maybe they don't have a product like beer that evokes such emotion Yeah, and you know uh, or the other thing that a lot of these people are is the trademark is their business, you know. I could have changed the name and moved on, and, uh, you know, people still buy that beer, and I'm going to create other names and beers, and they're still going to buy those. It wasn't like it was a do-or-die for me. It was just I, I can't be told that a corporation can purchase court time and court resources to the point where they get their desired result. And, uh, you know, some of these businesses, it, they may have to fight it until the end because that's all they got is their trademark you know there are businesses that basically the only thing that's uh, of value is the trademark yeah that's their commodity and sure. so you know i feel bad and 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 maybe they're not able to uh, have you know we had a lot of things that went right that we certainly didn't plan they just happened i mean first of all is it's a the name was a play on the state of vermont where i was born yeah um and you have a, a corporation that's not in vermont telling <laughs> a Vermont business, you can't use a name that's a play on the state of Vermont. Well, you kind of got a lot of Vermont people upset, you know. Right. So I mean, immediately there's a lot of people on my side, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Emotional so. people, yes. The Brewing Network. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time you were hearing this. We're actually about to uh, launch a beer called California Bowl, and uh, <laughs> I think that I think it's going to be a big hit in the marketplace. Uh, that'll be Just sweet. Make everybody's face red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, t- California. Oh, careful, man. The, the lawyers are listening. I can already hear it. The, the, the typewriters are clicking away. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Season Yeah, B to the Pacheco is going to be oh, our next uh, one. Uh, do you um, do you necessarily? This might be a loaded question, but do you necessarily blame Hansons for trying to you know f- because the, what they get from their lawyers is. Uh, you know, this could this has the potential to dilute our brand. It has the potential to confuse customers. Whether or not that's in reality will ever happen. In theory, it's a possibility. Um, do you necessarily blame them for 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 protecting well, that, or or you know, if you were in their shoes, would you have done something different? Or what happens when your brand becomes big enough that you need to protect it from someone else calling it, you know, Rock Wall Art Brewing Company? It's a good question, JP. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. No, it definitely. As far as uh, if I was in their shoes, I don't know. I don't foresee Rock Art Brewery becoming a one billion dollar corporation anytime well, it, soon. It's not even the money. <laughs> it, it could be. It could be but, just just big yeah, enough. As far as you protecting know. trademarks is a valid question. Um, it, you know, the system, and that is a large part of the problem here, is a system that's been set up has apparently made these corporations feel that they've got to go out and attack everything. And, uh, you know, it even gets to the point where if you followed any of the, um, uh, was it Monster Cable? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently they're a very, very aggressive company, you know, filing suits against uh, companies just using the name Monster for whatever. Monster mm-hmm. Mini Golf, I think, was one thing that came up. Well, they've actually come so, out and, and said that a lot of that's Internet rumor. Is it? Yeah. So I think so. In, right. in cases like that, it can get way blown out of proportion. Uh, uh, the question too is: this uh, corporate America or is it the lawyers? Uh, well, and I know, think the, that the that's a system. And this is what now Matt and I talked a little well, bit about this off air. It, there's, there's, it's, there's money in protecting these things, and course, there are, yeah. and there's money in trademark law, and that's why uh, I think Matt will tell you better than I that that trademark law needs to be reevaluated. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's the system is set up. Um, you know, personally, I think that if you're going to not adopt the name from the dictionary, right, and you're going to trademark it for you know your energy drink, that's fine. You know, I don't think there should be another Monster Energy drink out there. I think that's a, a legitimate request. But if you now then start to want to lock down other categories and, you know, start reaching into other areas, I think that's starting to stretch it, you know? This is a name out of the dictionary. Yeah. It's there's already There's, there's already 30 other alcoholic products uh, that I've been told, at least, you know, I know of at least, I think, 15 or 20, uh, that have the name Monster already in it. So yeah. what are they going to do to those folks? Right. I mean, you've got things that are similar. They're, they're drinks. They have the word monster in it. But yeah. when you're trying to hit every company that even uses that word, right. that even and sounds like it, that that's pushing so the limit. And this is something to do with the system. It's something to do with the lawyers that are hired, like you pointed out. I mean, they've got to show that their, their money is being uh, well spent, although I would imagine at this point that one's in question for this company. <laughs> um, and uh, the overall system, I mean, if they can sit there and purchase, like I say, justice uh, then we definitely need an overhaul and it doesn't have to be throw the whole thing out right you know you've got to protect the big corporations and anybody who has a trademark that is legit i'm not arguing that one bit Uh, but you've also got to you've also got to get it set up so that me as a little guy because i'll go to the mat and fight but if all i'm holding is a pea shooter i can't take down an army you know, an mm-hmm. army of one billion one dollar bills. I can't take that down with a pea shooter. Man, that, that, but that, if that I have a legitimate, thing. if I have a legitimate argument because the federal government said my name is fine, you know how how do I defend that when you've got people that make a living in the system telling you this is the end result? You'll be out of money and you will change the name. Well, this I agree with you 100%, and there does need to be changes made. There's really a lot of gray area. We've done look into trademark law ourselves, and, and there's really a lot of gray area, And when you're, especially when you're dealing with common language. I mean, I really want to trademark J.P. Loves Wieners, um, but it's uh, such common language, J.P., and everyone knows it that, that uh, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. It's like trademarking blue sky. You can't. <laughs> can't it's just that. it happens. Everybody knows it. But it's a problem, yeah. and it's what put Matt in this uh, in this situation is, I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, trademarking uh, your, your name like Google, it's cut and dry. There's no gray area. You invented the yeah. word Google. You, you've you used it. it. It's your business, and yeah. and no one can ever take that away from you. It would be silly to argue. Uh, but it, when 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 you've decided to name your company with common language terms, monster, uh, you know, you name it, um, Apple, Apple, then these are these yeah. things that are very. Uh, it becomes this gray area. Well, and so Matt just makes a wonderful point that you're 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 really. The problem isn't, I think, always that people need to protect their trademark. The problem is that there's a double standard with who has the cash. And with all of the gray, well, sure. there's too much gray area in trademark law. Definitely. Uh, I would also argue that Google's Google's trademark, Google's name, has their brand has been diluted. Because what do you do when you tell somebody to go look up something on the internet? Internet, you Google. You it. tell them to Google it, but you can't. You but, but they're using Yahoo, Yahoo maybe search. you know Bing. Uh, I'm just saying there's there's a certain uh, factor to being a successful company, and that is keeping control of your product and yeah. your brand. And and um, okay, but that's a victory. Yeah. Sure. Well, that sure. everyone now says go yeah. Google it is not diluting the brand. That's a victory for the I, well, brand. I don't well, care it, using well, Yahoo. Well, it's hard because Google doesn't sell anything, so it's hard to you they know sell, I mean? they sell lots of but, things. Well, part of Matt's story well, is. Uh, you know they're going to win Edwards. by default because they have all this cash, and nobody likes to, nobody likes to feel helpless. No, like no, not that. at all. 
Yeah, that, that's uh, a horrible Matt, feeling. Matt, I got to ask you: Have has sales of Vermonster uh, gone up at all? Yeah, the chat asked that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're brewing that pretty heavy right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that's uh, weird. How much? Uh, like, can you give us a, percent, a percentage? Well, like the other thing too. I mean, we had so many. I, I, like I said, this is totally principles. We had so many fans come on board, and they were offering donations, <laughs> and we appreciate the uh, the idea and the sentiment behind that. But we did not accept them. You know, they wanted to give us money to fight this battle. Still wouldn't have been. I enough. just wanted to yeah. show the people that this battle could be fought without dollars. I mean, yes, I did have to spend a lot of money on a lawyer to make sure I wasn't uh, going to uh, screw myself by saying the wrong thing about Hanson or whatever and, uh, you know, giving them something to actually sue me for. <laughs> I did have to spend a lot of money on that. But, you know, I wanted to show the people that this, this was done without dollars. This was done with people's effort and people's conscious decision to say, I don't believe in this, and I will pass the word to the next guy, and I will support this cause by doing X, Y, Z with my uh, purchase dollars, and I'll tell my friends the same thing. And um, it, that was that was a great victory for the people. I mean, you should just check out the Facebook responses coming back. People are are getting energized. They're like, you know, it, it, there is hope here. There is something good in the lining of America, and that we can come together. And have you know basically organic democracy where the people spoke, and the decision was made. So in and a way, you did make an energy drink, Matt. <laughs> you energized. Quiet! Energized. Don't, don't give them. Don't give them anything to come back on me on. I want this over with. I want it over with. <laughs> we can still fight, America. <laughs> yes. Facebook is on our side. We're going to take yeah. down Monster yeah. one tweet at a time, ladies and gentlemen. Tweet is trademarked, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like over <laughs> over like a week and a half ago, I was told that and I uh, that there was like 1.6 million tweets already. Yeah. So, I mean, they're great tools for us to use in, in the interim for protection of small businesses. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a strange world we're in now. You've got mega corporations... Uh, multinational corporations and they constantly are merging and getting bigger and stronger more powerful and uh, you know it's 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 nice to know that we have some tools that we can communicate as individuals and uh, you know really we run the show because it's the the consumer that has the purchase power and without without the purchase power supporting a certain corporation you know, the decision is made, and mm-hmm. and uh, so the people really do have the power, and that was my campaign thing was, you know, power to the people. Power belongs to the people. It does. And, I think uh, if uh, I think Vermont should secede next, Matt, and you should be the <laughs> and you should be their president. President of Vermont. Yes. I don't think I want the feds coming down on me for that. They'll be yeah. after us for tax dollars. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> So, Tasty's father, you know, could, would you tell us how much, uh, I mean, what percent increase in your Vermonster sales have we seen? And by the way, I'm pretty sure this is going, you know, people do this, they go buy it, right? And then it will probably taper off, I hope for you, unless you're going to build a brand new brewery. But how much increase have you seen in your Vermonster? Are you willing to tell us that? Uh, I would. I don't know a number. I actually had to focus so much on this. I mean, I know it went up, and I know that we shipped out everything we had, and we started brewing. We brewed probably another... Good. Hundred barrels of it since this happened. So he's working um, on wow, Sunday good. now. Another hundred yeah. barrels. Yeah, he's like, damn it, yeah. I gotta go. You no, know, I mean now. it's 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 all in perspective, and um, 
you know, it should continue a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it def- definitely doesn't hurt the uh, the Vermonster sales, and we've got uh, calls from across the country now that would all like to get it. Good. So, what about? I've, all, I've always taken the the approach that uh, you know, if somebody really wants the beer today, I'm not going to rush to try to you know get bigger and and brew it. You know, I want to maintain the quality and consistency. And if they truly wanted the beer today, then they'll truly want it in three years or five years or ten years when I can get it there. You know, right. So, that's it's just point. a nice, slow, steady pace, and uh, we're having fun. And uh, hopefully, I can get back to reality here when uh, <laughs> get back yeah. to the, the grind here of getting this brewery going, and back to a normal Monday when I don't, uh, you know, have a cease and desist on my desk. <laughs> you don't want to fear that Monday morning email. Yeah, that's bad. yeah. I don't know if I, if I keep getting the support like we did, though. I'm not going to fear it too much. <laughs> just fire up the people and say, "Hey, guys, guess what's going on?" <laughs> yeah, we're making ver Coca Cola um, now. <laughs> I think I got it down now. I, I, yeah. I think I got it down now. You copy all the uh, contact info for the opposing corporation, and you fire it out on the internet. And uh, the next thing you know, boom, ba boom. Yeah. Twenty one days later. <laughs> It's over. I need a bag of burritos. I don't think you know who I am. <laughs> I need to lay down on my ver temper pee. Oh. <laughs> All right. But, I got to get going, Matt, and I, I, it's late there for you. But I didn't want to leave without a good support your local brewery message for you, yeah. since that's the theme of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our very own producer, Chad, uh, spent some time in Vermont himself. He lived there for a little while. That's right. Yeah. And you were his go-to uh, local brewery. It was great. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I, this was like 2001, and uh, I don't yeah. know if you were Bottling at the time, but growlers. We'd get your growlers yeah, in the stores. Yeah, that was like the transition. I don't know if you were 21. Then. Okay, it was fantastic. Ridge Runner, Ridge Runner was a go-to. So oh. yeah. there you go. You that's know. yeah. That's what the Vermonster was based on was uh, mm-hmm. my Ridge Runner because uh, at the time, you know, that's seven and a half percent beer, and 12 years ago, that was a big beer. Yeah, uh, that's what Chad told me off air is that when yeah. they wanted to get fucked up, they went for Ridge yeah. Runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we also, you know, we had a state law that we've actually changed since then, but we had a state law back then that you couldn't go over 8% unless you went to the liquor stores. And, oh. You know, the people in Vermont don't buy beer in the liquor store. It's just that that's not the way it happens. I so see. anyway, uh, we did Ridge Runner at 75 Well. You know, some people now, they complain, oh, that's not a barley wine, it's too mild. It is on the low side. It's more of an English-style uh, barley wine. They'll go down to maybe 6.5%. So 75 was on the lower end. Anyway, we just wanted to come out with a 10%, and uh, we based it entirely on the Ridge Runner recipe, because that is the beer uh, that built the brewery and put the tanks on the floor and paid the bills and uh, allowed us to, to move out of the first uh, which was in my house. <laughs> That's where this started for four years in the Love basement that. of my house. I did uh, twenty five thousand gallons here by myself the last year. Oh, and, on what size uh, system? Wow! Yeah, on what? A, it was a seven barrel. Wow. Yeah, in I the basement. A, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was insane. That's like Chad on the back porch. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, but yeah, two thousand one was when we had actually moved over to Morrisville into the big place, and we were just getting the bottle line up and running. Oh, maybe three, four months after that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, growlers were beer. growlers were it for a while. Yeah, they were fantastic. <laughs> I'll be out there next month. I'll uh, come up and grab some Vermonster from you. Bring you it go. back yeah. to the guys here. Yeah, we want to try yeah. it. Well, yeah, definitely supporting the local breweries, though the small yeah. local breweries. You know, and these guys are out there. They're working hard. Uh, I don't think any of them are making too much. Uh, uh, in the way of uh, headway for a billion dollar corporation, but you know they're having fun and they're making great beer and uh, you know they're fighting the system. Uh, the system being some of the the bigger national beverages and 
you know, these guys, just go reach out and support them, you know, buy some of their beer once a week, maybe once a month, you know, whatever you can, whatever you can swing, uh, they, everybody appreciates it, and uh, it just helps all of us, and it, it, it does spread it around, because you start focusing your dollars into one particular corporation or into one particular area, and if that corporation does something that you don't like, you know, you've you've helped fuel their fire by, by supporting them, so... Yeah. You know, you just keep it spread around, and uh, when it stays local, you know, those local guys, like here, you know, we buy everything we can from a Vermont vendor first, and, uh, you know, the T-shirts are, are uh, screened in Vermont, glassware. I mean, we don't have a lot of big industry in Vermont to buy stuff from, but we do what we can, and uh, outside of that, we try to stay uh, at least in uh, the U.S., and it's um, we've got... Everything coming from the U.S. right now, we almost lost caps. It was a couple of years back there. The cap uh, producer in Oklahoma went down uh-huh. to over overseas ca- uh, competition. And it took a long time to find a U.S. cap supplier, but we got the last one. So Good. It's important, you know, you got to keep that stuff. you got to know, where's that big corporation sending those dollars? You know, you look at our national icon of a brewery, uh, you know, now owned by the Belgians. Um, Fucking you know, Belgians are no buying longer. up everything. It's no longer an American-owned brewery. It's just, I don't know, it's a scary thing. Yeah. It's a scary thing, because your dollars now, I don't know. My producer used to own himself, and now I own him. I bought him. And uh, you're not even Belgian. <laughs> he's not. I'm not even Belgian. <laughs> it's getting ugly around here. I think we yeah. get out the, the word that uh, Budweiser's not owned by Americans anymore. See what Bubba says about that. That's right. Well, Matt, listen, I, I can't thank you enough for coming to spend the time with us. I know you must have had a media whirlwind in the last uh, month, but good work on that yeah. and getting the word out. I'm glad you have your trademark. And yeah, thank uh, you. Well, we're well way, it should be coming shortly. I mean, at least we know that uh, Hanson's isn't going to oppose it. <laughs> right. Somebody else might. Halloween <laughs> yeah. night. They'd like monsters, too. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah, no, thanks to the American people. My voice meant nothing to them, but uh, your voice meant everything. So that's that's what it was. That's what it took. Beautiful. And thank you. Thank you very much. Power to the people. Power belongs to the people. That's right. I love it. All right. Thank thanks, Matt. All right, Justin and guys. Thank uh, you. Thanks. Good luck and take care, brother. Yep. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Area is Rock Art Brewery. You go to rockartbrewery.com. I think it is. He's patriotic. He's a patriotic man. Super patriot. Uh, I like the way that the, the investor guy saw it, on, saw it on Facebook and just said, oh, yeah. we oh. got to stop this now. Power to the people. More. Just just people. Raise your fist in honor of Vermonster. I really need a Pachepsi right now. (laughs) I'm I'm parched. Do I have to stand up for this? Rock art is victorious because of Facebook and the people. Which are trademarks, which is weird. God bless Facebook (laughs) and its trademark and investors. Yeah. God bless Vermont. I think in celebration, Rock Art should open a social network site. God bless the pot smokers in Vermont. That's their main commodity, isn't it, Chad? Don't lie to us. And Frostbite. God bless Frostbite. Uh, I'm happy for you, Matt. That's yeah. a really it's a good success story, it and is a good story. Uh, you know it's a lot easier to get the word out nowadays. Uh, you know who knows? Uh, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, 
Let's let's face it. Matt would have lost this battle, uh, mostly because Monster didn't exist, and but uh, uh, also because you didn't have this kind of social viral thing yeah, happening, and here. it wouldn't happen nearly this fast. And he's in the middle of fucking nowhere in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not. Well, now like, I he's I lived somewhere in the of nowhere. But you just keep driving out towards the mountains. You're like, go past nowhere. Is this yeah. place? You find hillbilly sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's in America. That's what counts. <laughs> yeah, Chad. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, Peter Hoey from Sacramento Brewing Company. Uh, another tragedy there in uh, what's going on, but not supporting local breweries. So stick with us. we got a lot more to do. Don't forget to hit the donate button, too. Ten bucks for one entry, uh, three for 25, and it's uh, supporting boobies. Hit it on the boobies. donate page. Hit it. Boobies. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. And Seven Bridges has the best selection in the world. Everything is a click away at breworganic.com. Join the mailing list for special deals and regular updates about new products and specials. They have been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for almost 12 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. Take the National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Enter the competition by October 10th for your chance to win great prizes, including a hands-on brewing experience at an organic brewery, brewing equipment, or organic brewing ingredients. Complete details about the competition are online at breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to worker and people-friendly business practices and environmentally friendly, worker-friendly brewing products whenever possible. Visit today, breworganic.com. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all-night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. Is a major factor in dancing like a retard. May cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! 
BN Army members, are you looking for an even better deal on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at NicoBrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. NicoBrew.com will be running their biggest sale on hops yet, with 19 varieties for only $19 or less per pound. Varieties like Cascade, Centennial, Willamette, and more. The sale begins October 11th and runs through the 29th. Be sure to use coupon code BNARMY to get these awesome prices. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. And $5 flat-rate shipping includes all 50 states. And for hops, that means you too, Alaska and Hawaii. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. Remember coupon code BNARMY for the Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com. NicoBrew.com, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the whole Melodic Beer Radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Keeping the ass out of Brewcast. No. <laughs> wasn't bad. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Still talking about the little guys here today. Not you, Doc. No. Uh, hey, it could be, though. Small breweries and supporting about them. me. I've been supporting my local brewery all show. I've been uh, drinking Chad's beer, uh, although I just opened a can right now. A yeah, can so my beer. Of, uh, yeah, what's with all these cans? Little so yellow pills. Why are we drinking nothing but canned beer? Tonight, we have a lot of I don't beer, know, guess. but which beer are you drinking of mine? Uh, earlier, I was drinking your Southern English Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, good. I said right now. I just switched. Oh, the, okay, the rest good. of the show, I've been drinking Southern English Brown. Something you got uh, in trouble. You drank my alt too. Yeah. Oh, where did you get oh, that that's at? right. My other local brewery, Doc's House. Um, a lot you, of local breweries. You drank in my handsomeness when I walked in. I did. Uh, I, I drink it all in, baby. Certainly did. <laughs> JP, remember that time when you talked? That doesn't need to happen anymore. And oh. it sucked. Oh. Okay, gonna, I've now trademarked uh, JP's talking. I've sent him a cease and desist. <laughs> and, uh, you talk when he tells you to. Yeah, you're gonna no have to control that. Now you're going to need a yeah. Facebook page in order to get your talking back. No wonder Sam doesn't hang at the house too often. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've got Peter Hoey on the line. And um, Peter's a good friend of the show. Uh, he has been for, for a number of years. And I always enjoy talking to him. And he's, uh, well, we'll let him tell you. But he's uh, formerly of Sacramento Brewing Company. Peter, you with us? Yeah, I'm right here. It's good to talk to you, my brother. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I uh, always enjoy uh, having you here and hearing about what you're doing. Uh, although, the latest update that I've got from you uh, wasn't the happiest thing I've ever heard. And uh, what was it, Monday? Just this past uh, uh, Monday, uh, SACP yeah. closed up? Yeah, it was, a, it was a week ago. week ago today, I got a, a phone call from uh, from the owner and basically said that uh, last Sunday night was last service and uh, that the brewery was closing its doors for good. Wow. You didn't know anything ahead of time? No, no, I had, I had no idea. I mean, you know, things have been a little slow, but, but in, the, in the history of the company, the last couple of months are typically our slowest of the year. Um, 
and uh, you know the restaurant tends to slow down. Uh, you know, just looking back over years of financial data, it's just that's just what happens in our in our neighborhood with our brewery. So you know, there weren't any uh, any big alarms going off, and uh, but uh, that was that was it. That was uh, that was one of that was a terrible phone call to get on a Sunday night. Yeah, I have to say that it surprised me. Uh a lot because of how much I've seen you doing over the last year or so. I, I was a fan of the the Sack Brew page, and I got updates from you guys all the time. And you guys had dinners going on all the time, and certain beers being uh, you know focused on all the time from other breweries too. You were inviting brewers out. You were you were really promoting the you, you know your brewery and trying to draw people in. And yeah, I, thought, I mean we had we had to. The, the restaurant is really really large. The the restaurant I think exclusive of the bar seats 250 people. Well, so that's okay. a pretty good sized restaurant. That's a, that's a lot of seats to fill on yeah. a regular basis. That's a lot of rent too. Right. Yeah, and you know it's a big space. It's in it kind of a it's in a strip mall, but it's kind of a higher end strip mall. Um, and uh, it's, it's like Pacheco. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it's a higher end dining place. <laughs> that's right. Higher end ghetto. Yeah, so, actually, you know, I never. I was never there, but I did hear that. Uh, also, Peter, the place is just—it's pretty huge. Yeah, and you know, the kitchen was gigantic, and it was just—it was a, just it was a big place, and it takes, like I said, a lot of butts and seats to to pay those bills. Right. So, I mean, we run into. I mean, we would run into things like the problem is, you know, you can cut back on labor and only put one server on, but then you're if you get a rush on a Tuesday night, you're you're running into turning people away because you don't have anyone to wait on their tables. Yeah, you, you know, you can I always see. tell when you're in a restaurant when that happens. Uh, you're on kind of an off that night. Service. And, and you, you can't get, they're rushing around. You can see they're busy, and there's a lot of people in there, and everybody's mad. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's just, it was a really difficult situation. But, I mean, we really, we took, like, all those events you were talking about, whether they were our brewer's dinners or, you know, we would bring in other breweries' beers and do brewer's dinners with them and do pint nights and all this stuff. We were really trying to give a reason, we were really trying to give people a reason to come to the pub beyond, you know, having good beer and good food and, you know, doing something special that, that other, not just other breweries, but other just beer places in our neck of the woods, they, they just, no one's doing. Right. Now, so, you, I mean, you also had other breweries close in your area in the last two years. Uh, yeah. Is, and this is kind of uh, really what I want to get to with you, at least your opinion about it. I mean, are, are people not going out and buying local beer, or, um, you know, did these people make some mistakes that could have been avoided? Um, you know, I think that there, I think that there is, I think that people kind of took a lot of the breweries for granted, um, because Elk Grove Brewing was one of the one of the first to close in our area, and okay. they were small brew pub of the year several years ago. The the brewer there, Bill Wood, made just killer beers. Wow! Um, small brew pub of the year at the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, they they routinely won national awards, and it was just uh, they ran into some things like the city closed the street in front of the brewery for some uh, for some street renovations and stuff. And it was nice. That hit them, and I mean, there, there's always something else, but. They'd been there a long time. I don't know exactly how long they'd been open, but they've been open as long as I can remember being around. And I, I grew up in Sacramento, so they've been around for a while. Okay. And Sacramento Brewing had been around for 15 years, and I think people just kind of got used to it being there. Um, I, I kind of got to, I went through this twice um, because we closed. We had two locations in Sacramento. We closed one of them in January, and that was our bigger brewery, so it kind of changed our whole business model. Um, but... What we found is still, I mean, even just this last month, we'd had people come into the brewery that was still open and say, I can't believe you closed the Oasis. I went, I went there all the time. 
I'm like, well, you haven't been there since January. You didn't go there all the time. <laughs> yeah, good point. And, you know, obviously you have to say that, you know, it'd be nice to the guy. Don't, you know, browbeat him for <laughs> for not yeah. going to your place. Yeah. But, you know, that was, that was a pretty common thing. People were like, oh, I go there all the time. I'm like, no, you didn't, because I was there every day and I never saw you, so... If you went there all the time, we wouldn't have closed it. We'd still, yeah. we'd be there right now. Yeah, if, if <laughs> everyone who I. said, I, yeah, if everyone who said they went there all the time went there all the time, they would still be open. You so. know, and, and you make a, you know, your statement that people maybe take the, their local breweries for granted or took those local breweries for granted, I think, is an important one to note because, uh, like I, I was saying this at the beginning of the show, how popular craft beer is and, and what a buzzword is. Certainly here in California, we just yeah. expect, expect that we are going to be able to drive uh, uh, not too far from our home and sit down at our local brewery and have a nice beer. And it may not be the, the, the world-class beer that we, we love, but we're going we're gonna to go somewhere to a beer that's made locally, and we're going to enjoy it. And I will tell you that I'm guilty of taking that for granted. And well, you, and that's just that you just hit you just hit on the head yeah. something that I'm really trying to get out there. There's a lot of really good beer that's being made at really small pubs, and and that are that only sell beer locally. And people are people kind of forget about good beer. They're always searching kind of for the next Dark Lord or the next Lost Abbey or what you know. They want to have that always drink that best stuff. It's like always trying to eat filet mignon, you know? Right. You, you know, between, well, I can't afford to always eat filet mignon, but, what? you know, there's and good only Doc beer. Can. They're yeah. making me hungry. <laughs> Doc washes his Hummer with filet mignon. <laughs> 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 Just the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it the meat rub, huh? Yeah, yeah. he does. Now, <laughs> this is an excellent point. Yeah, we are, and, and, there's so many. You know, we're looking for these life-changing beers, and I think that's yeah. fine. I, I think it's wonderful that we do that. No, that's that's totally fine. And those, you know, especially the breweries I mentioned, are making fantastic beers. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with a good beer. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, and and the thing, you know, especially like with the local breweries, just in terms of the sense of community, you have a craft product being made like right in your neighborhood, and when you spend money at local businesses, more of that money stays in the community and supports other local businesses. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't go to you know you buy a you buy a New Belgium six pack in Sacramento, and that money goes to Colorado. And, you know, you buy a local beer, and that money stays in the community. And that brewery owner takes that money and pays his employees. And they go out and drink at their neighborhood bars, and they go and shop at their local grocery store. And all that money stays cycled around, and that's what helps build a really strong local economy. Right. Now, see, I, I can't agree with you more, and I and, and, I, and I'm also I'm not advocating that people go out and buy products they don't want. Right, whether it no, be, absolutely, whether it be at the local not. brewery or the local restaurant, I don't mean that. But but people who are doing it right and doing good things in your neighborhood, I, they should be rewarded for it. And yeah. and by rewarding them, you really will reward yourself. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you know, Elk Grove was making killer beer. I mean, we we just won. You know, uh, Sac Brew had just won another Great American Beer Festival medal just this fall. Um, you know, just last month actually. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are these you know, kind of benchmarks that I can kind of throw out there to say, you know, I'm not just trying to brag for myself and my friends. I'm trying to say, like, look, this beer was good, you know, yeah. and and you should be proud to have that be your local brewery. And, uh, you know, we were, se- we were selling a lot of beer. You know, it's tough on restaurants right now. Um, people aren't eating out every night of the week anymore. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of that, too. So, I mean, kind of just the, the situation we were placed in made it a real uphill battle. And, 
like I, like you pointed out, that's why we were doing all those events as often as we were, trying to, you know, give, you know, people are going to eat out once a week. I'm going to give them a fantastic beer to drink and come and eat our food and drink some of my beer too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I think going to the to the GABF comment, uh, and it's you know, I think it's kind of important. Um, do you keep that medal, or what's happening to the medal? <laughs> Good question. Uh, you should <laughs> melt it down and pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think I will uh, I, I will keep it. The the owner uh, we were we were I was in the brewery with the owner uh, this week, and I, I kind of walked to the brewery and looked at stuff, and I asked him. I said, you know, Material. there were a couple of medals that that were some of the bigger medals that I won, and I said, you know, do you mind if I take Where that one down off the interview? wall? <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm just gonna wear. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna wear them all the time. Actually, that's actually just your resume. <laughs> no, just so, while I'm out drinking at the bar, I'm gonna wear them. You should. Yeah, yeah. You should. Should. When you go to when you go to get another job, just and, and you know, instead of one? sending a resume, just send in your medals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, uh, I won this one back in check. 2007. Look, but no, he was he was a real medals. he was a real nice guy about that. So he uh, you know that's he good. Let me, I picked a couple of them and I said you know. These were these were the ones that meant a lot to me. Can I can I have those? And, and yeah, he was oh, you picked that. all the gold ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they meant more. So what's the deal with all the beer and all the tanks? It is uh, it's there. Uh, you know, some of it's being brokered out, and uh, you know, there it's you know that 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 may be just part of <laughs> part of the loss, along with some of the food that was left in the kitchen. You know, oh, yeah. gotcha. the brewing gotcha. network can only or you know always use more right stuff, you know, beer and food in the kitchen and food in the kitchen. Maybe some yeah. sours that you might have tucked away. Or something. Well, I, I just, wish it wasn't so difficult on yeah, Peter because we'll he could have called me on Monday morning and been like, you know, hey, come over here and get Peter, some roast beef. Yeah, bring, bring straws. <laughs> Do you still have a key? <laughs> no, no. You would have a rock for the window. That's well, it's funny. All, it's funny all the, the rumors you hear. Like, oh yeah, they they cut the glycol like right on you know Monday, and beers just sit in these tanks. And I talked is, to Mike Morales. Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, I got some English IPA over there. I'd love to get. I can't get it now. And you know, did they just shut everything off on Monday morning, Peter, or did they really just lock the door? No, no, the the door was just locked, and and the glycol thing came from. I actually worked on Sunday during the day, and my I had a problem with the glycol unit. It went down, and I couldn't do what I was going to do that day. Maybe oh, okay. where where Mike was getting that. For, I posted it on Facebook, so it was ah, uh, gotcha. you know, the power of Facebook. <laughs> oh, internet rumors are fantastic. <laughs> oh, they they chopped it, off yeah. Peter's leg before locking <laughs> the door. It's really good. No, it was outsourcing just, it, was just, uh, it was just a malfunction with the with the equipment, and uh, that was it. There was nothing was cut off. It was just uh, a war gotcha. malfunction. Yeah. Now, I, so I have to ask you this too. The you know the last time we we spoke with you, we spoke you, with you about the barrel aging program that you'd been building at Sac Brew. Yeah. Um, and and we were real excited about that. You know, I uh, you know I enjoy that, especially you know sour products. So. Uh, What's up, man? Do you have a garage full of barrels now, or what? <laughs> no, no garage full of barrels. Uh. That that still that still remains to be seen. I mean, we'd gotten we'd gotten you know we'd we'd released a couple of the barrel beers with the the old Pappy, and we had a little bit of beer soul, or one of our sour beers that we brought to the uh, National Homebrewers Conference. Um, but no, that's still uh, it's still still uh, hanging out there right now. Do okay. you have a key? No, yeah. no key. I'm one more time. <laughs> Trying to keep things amicable, I think, Doc. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want us to go in there, you know, stealing barrels yet. We could just go look at them. <laughs> just go, we can just go sample from them. Yeah. 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 Well, trailer. Let, let's talk about something a, a little bit lighter, and especially because it, again, it needs local support. Uh, luckily for you, you had started working on a new project anyway. Is that right? Yeah, this was. Um this goes back to about three, three or four years ago. My brother started a winery, and uh, 
I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show before, that but I know pussy. I told you, Justin. My my uh, my family's always been a wine family. My grandfather, my grandmother's from Healdsburg, and and we grew up. You know, we drank wine. You had wine with dinner, and and beer was something you had with pizza sometimes. So you're see. black you know, Peter. Yeah, do they hate yeah. you? Black <laughs> I would say I'm, I, I'm a I'm a brewer, and I'm the black sheep of the family, but not why you not not for the reasons you would think. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, I decided when I when I moved out of my folks' house and decided that I wanted to make beer for a living. I started. I was home brewing when I first moved out and said, that's what I want to do, that's what I'd rather do. And uh, anyway, getting, get, my brother started, uh, you know, in, in college, he homebrewed a little bit and then decided, you know what, I, I want to do the wine thing. So he opens this winery and uh, he said, uh, you know, you really, uh, you know, ultimately we really should have a brewery to go with this so this can really be a family label. And we've been talking about it for, I don't know, a couple of years probably. And uh, we started laying the foundations for it and started uh, started thinking about brewing and how we were going to do it, and it really wasn't something that we were going to do anything with for the rest of this year. I mean, it was just, you know, we're still getting licensed. We, you know, we're still waiting for a lot of our uh, federal and state paperwork to go through. Um, we weren't planning. We were going to brew, like, a batch of beer to be released next year because uh, the concept for, for uh, the name the name of the brewery is Odonata Beer Company. Okay. And my brother's winery is Odonata Wines. And the the concept for my brewery is all the beer is going to be aged in my brother's wine barrels. Oh, and right. I love it. So it takes a long time. So we were like, okay, let's just let's go. We'll contract brew the first batch, and if we have you know when we get it, we'll have our license by the time it's ready, and it'll be you know next year. Um, we never really intended to be you know kind of going full throttle with this at this time. And, uh, you know, with getting the call on Sunday, we just immediately were like, okay, this is it. This is the job now. We need to get this business up and running. Yeah. It's either so, that or Taco Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll still be, um, we're going to be, you know, a small boutique winery. We can't do, you know, big, or uh, brewery rather. We can't do big production doing all this barrel work because, like I said, everything's going through barrels. So, yeah. Um, but we're going to be based in Sacramento, and uh, we're we're you know looking to have uh, we'll have a couple of small releases from some pilot batches we brewed in the next few months. But uh, the the big release is going to be end of December, early early January. I love big releases. Yeah, <laughs> you know, makes everybody happy. Mm, no, like for like transformers and stuff. <laughs> now I'm happy to hear that, and and I I do nothing about it, Peter. You've been very tight lipped about this, uh, and, and I have. So. I really, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm working with uh, I'm working with Rick Sellers, uh, formerly of uh, well, I think he's still with Draft now, but uh, yeah, nice dude. Uh, He's, uh, you know, he's a really nice guy. He became yeah. one of my best friends over the last few years, and we decided we wanted to do this together. And uh, we really agreed that we liked, we liked Sec Brew, we liked the owners, we liked what they, you know, what was going on there. And that was kind of we we like we already liked Belgian beers already, and Sec Brew was kind of more of an American uh, American beer brewery. Yeah. And we just decided that you know we didn't want to brew anything that was going to step on their toes. So this was, I mean, it was what we wanted to do, and none of the products would really compete with what they were doing so you know we both love our ipas and we're like we can't brew an ipa that's you know the number one seller at sack brew so we're just we're not even going to brew a different one we're just we're not going to brew one at all so we decided that uh first release uh like i said our first release will be a uh, saison that's actually going to be aged in chardonnay barrels i like the sound of that yeah <clears throat> so and and the thing that i want to be clear about is peter the, are you jogging right now I, I pace. Sorry, I pace when I sit uh, your ass talk down. On the <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more. I think it's jogging. I think it's a I soft uh, J. I see. He's a tall dude. Yeah, man. he's got a lot of room to pace. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, carry on. Sorry. 
So, yeah, so these beers are barrel beers, but they're not going to have Britannomyces, lactobacillus. They're not going to be sour beers. Not so purpose. not all of them. We, we will do that eventually, but that's not, uh, that's not what we're doing here. Um, we had a, another small release uh, called Rory's Ale. Uh, it was named after my daughter, and uh, it was a big you know, Belgian quadruple aged in port barrels with tart cherries. Oh, and yeah. that was we really well received. We uh, we had uh, we had about seventy seventy five cases of that and sold out in like a week and a half. Great! And uh, it was all just through you know we sold a bunch in Santa Cruz where my brother is based, um, nice. and uh, you know some in the Bay Area. City Beer was been really good to us. They picked up a bunch of cases and um, you know a couple of uh, just a couple of little local places. Again, not you know we we were not setting out to compete with anything that Sac Brew. So was doing. are you going to run this like a small winery where you have a tasting room and have people in and you know kind no, of no not right now. We're just going to be that kind of flavor uh, strictly production. Um, We've talked about in the future doing a doing a little tasting room, but uh, neither Rick nor I are restaurateurs, and uh, we just want to stick to what we do well. Um, Good, you, you know, it's really tempting. I mean, the margin across the bar is really high, but yeah, it's uh, you know that's not what we do. And and the thing the thing about that is, I would have to either Rick would have to stop doing like his sales and marketing thing and step in and run the restaurant, or I would have to stop brewing and step in and run the restaurant because there's no way that either of us could do both well. Understood. Well, so, you know, you're talking about not being able to do you know, big production and stuff, and your brother's in the wine thing. And um, some of my favorite thing is to actually go in and you meet the brewer, you meet the wine uh, maker. Yeah, you still want some FaceTime. You get to FaceTime, and you know you're selling cases of it, yeah. and uh, you get a following going, and you, you, it's. Well, and there is some in between, isn't there? I mean, you're you're talking about two extremes, like like either just being a production brewery or being a brew pub. I mean, there is something in between, you know, where yeah, you have a tasting yeah. room and or, or being or like a, like a boutique winery kind yeah, of thing house. and and running oh, it, running it that way. Yeah, and yeah, we've and we've talked about that. I mean, really, really, what we need to focus on is getting the beer produced and getting the supply chain full. So we want to uh, we want to focus on the wholesale side of the business first. And um, then we might grow into a uh, do it. You know, like I said, we might we may yeah. open a tasting room down the Good. road. W- what is the package? Did you mention the package is coming in? W- what size bottle? And we're going to do uh, our year round releases are going to be in twenty two month bottles. And uh, we did that. We did our, our our reserve beers will be in Belgian cork finished bottles. Um, but the the year round beers we picked it we we picked the twenty two ounce package really because it's half the price. The packaging costs half as much as yeah. those Belgian bottles. Smart. And we really yeah, want effort. we really want to make great, you know, barrel aged Belgian beers that are affordable. Right. You know, there's that's I mean, that's one of the things about buying local. I'm not shipping it halfway across the world. You know, we're gonna make drops at our local supermarkets and our local liquor stores and our local restaurants and I want people to really be able to afford to buy my beer. And it tries something new. I've always said that, you know, if I'm looking at buying a whole six-pack of an unknown quantity, or yeah. something that I, I don't know, but I'll I'll, I'll 22. pull 22, easy. Done. It's one yeah. purchase, done deal. Especially, now, guys, you guys have tried this beer, uh, yeah. but we just happened to be real shit-faced when it happened. Uh, Paxton brought over some Odonata to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time we, Paxton was on the show and we did that whole uh, super meltdown, uh, we were actually drinking <laughs> Peter's beer at the that end of that. That was the Rory, though, right? Uh, it wasn't the, uh, yeah, that was the Rory deal. Back oh, when he sent me, sent yeah. me a, a pick a, of it in the studio. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was great. That's I think. right. I, 
I think that was the only sour beer that we had. Paxton always pulls out the good stuff near the end, too. (laughs) He also had that that, uh, wee wine that uh, Peter made there, that whatever it is. And Peter was tuned in. He wrecked you with the two strongest beers that I've ever made. Oh, man, we got hammered. What a jerk. I love him. He, I was talking to Peter uh, in the pre-interview this week about this, about speaking with him today, and he, uh, he said, you know, I was listening to that, and, and, and I you guys in, were I tuned in for like the last, tuned in for like the last hour, and yeah. I was like, oh, somebody brought something strong, yeah, you yeah. and I had no idea it was my beer. It was you. But, and I kept drinking, I, it was just so tasty but out of that growler, with it. I just it's, kept going for it's it. It's good, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and strong. And it was here. Yeah. Uh, who did we give Drunk of the Week to? We should have given it to the whole show. I don't remember. The show itself got Drunk of the Week. Who yeah, did win Drunk you of know, the Week? It never I, happened. Some broad, I think. Yeah, when the whole production crew's up there and one guy has to say, I, on behalf of all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Peter... Uh, I'm really glad that you're starting uh, a new brewery, and and I like Rick Sellers too. He really is a nice guy, and he knows what he's talking about in beer. So I think you guys will make a good team. Um, but you know, I really want to end on the message here that the you know the idea is to not take your local breweries for granted. Also, and those of you who call yourself beer geeks out there, um, you know, sometimes you really do, unfortunately, uh, for your wallet, have to put your money where your mouth is. And uh, don't take them for granted because the day will come. You know, it might not be your the, the best, your favorite beer right down the road, but the day will come when that brewery down the road isn't there anymore, and that's when you'll be kicking yourself and you'll be going, "Man, blame uh, nobody but yourself." You know, because I don't. I'm bummed about sack brewing, and and I don't know that that something could have been done to to not let that happen. But uh, but I like your beer, Peter, and uh, and I, and it's an unfortunate that a brewery like that uh, is around no more. Was there any well, talk about separating things, you know, uh, kind of reincarnating just as the brewery and not attached to no, this huge and it, it's restaurant? No, it's kind of like all that stuff was fixed in the, like, it was kind of, the restaurant was built around the brewery, so it would be really expensive to pull it out. Um, and uh, like I said, the rent was really high, so to stay there and, and, and try and turn that space into a production brewery didn't make any sense to when you can get warehouse space for thirty to fifty cents. Well, that, that's um, you know just just keep the brewery part of the whole business, move it something like you said warehouse wise, and uh, just chuck the rest of it. Yeah. Keep the brand, yeah, keep the yeah. brand, keep it going. Hey, what's going to happen with your uh, brew house? Um, it's still there. Um, I you know I think that I think they're probably they're probably looking to uh, to sell it, whether in place as a turnkey brewery or or to part it out. I, I don't know. That's the uh, I'm not sitting at that table. That's the uh, the owner's negotiations. Do you think it'll fit in my backyard? I'll clean up the dog shit. Oh, yeah. It, it might. It might. Only if you clean up the dog shit. <laughs> then, then there'll be room for There's a lot of dog shit. Because there's no room for a brewery and dog shit. <laughs> you can only have one or the <laughs> other. Well, not, Although, not if I was brewery. the brewer of this brewery, it would come out tasting like dog shit. Would you uh, call it dog shit head? <laughs> I would call it dog <laughs> <Yeah>. shit head. <laughs> <laughs> well, get Sam into that trademark. Yeah. 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 We could put it in the garage. I'd get a talking to. Yeah, the garage. That's true. It's now Studio A is now usable. Yes. Yeah. So, shit uh, pile brewing. Actually, Doc's the one with all the property. We'll put it out of Doc's. That's right. We're going to be goat shit. Head. So if you guys actually had a brewery <laughs> next to the studio, would you just change the name of the show to Meltdown? <laughs> I think so. I don't think we do a show. <laughs> yeah. It's why, Peter, we actually don't have guests like you in the studio every week. It's not because you guys don't want to come in here. It's because Chad knows that uh, he'll ruin us if there's always a guest in the studio. We just feed you beer all, all for the whole show. Yeah, Dave, in fact, uh, I'll break it to you guys now so you can beat up Chad about it. Dave uh, from Stone's with us. He offered to bring a keg of beer, and Chad said, no, we don't need Oh. What kind of shithead does that? The big, the big one. What's the, uh, what's the underside of that bus look like? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
and just uh, yeah, you're sleeping used in to the that backyard bus. with dog shit tonight. <laughs> Easy. All right, give us all the information so everyone can find out and uh, support better, Odinata. Right? Yeah, if you guys, uh, we uh, we've been we've been blogging. I mean, the easiest way to get up there is just to go to www.odinatabeer.com, and that's O D O N A T A beer.com and uh, there's a link to the blog on there and, and Rick is the guy who, who writes our blog and he does a great job talking about what we're brewing and when we're brewing it and there's uh, pictures of our first brew day and a video of me talking about the beer. So, he's a good uh, writer. Yeah, yeah, he's great. That's why he's doing that and I, and I make the beer. Like I said, we stick to what we do best. What Peter's is illiterate. How do we get it and when? What is Odinata? Uh, Odinata is a genus that encompasses uh, dragonflies and damselflies. Oh, so our logo is a great, great big Celtic dragonfly. It's very, uh, it's very feminine, Peter. Well, you know, girls like to drink beer too. I hope <laughs> that you get a fag tag of the of the of a dragonfly. It, it would your... make it would make an excellent tramp stamp, <laughs> and it would make you so hardcore. Oh man, <laughs> it would make you totally hardcore. <laughs> it, it'd pretty much be hella sick. It would be hella sick yeah. <laughs> if you had a dragonfly on your lower back, Peter. That'd be great. Ooh. Your daughter would uh, one day look at you with disgust. But uh, us here at the BN, but we'd, we'd like and, it. And the yeah, name Hoey would turn on a... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter, I'm sorry. Hey, did you tell us, like, you, you know, or if you want to talk about it, where you're brewing the beer and why? Or um, We're working with Valley Brewing down in Stockton. Mm-hmm. They have a really big warehouse, and we're, we're setting up what's called an alternating premise. And what it essentially means is you have two distinctly licensed businesses on the same property. And it's not, it's really, really common for wineries to do this because presses and distemmers are so uh, expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so what will happen is, you know, five wineries will pile into one warehouse with mm-hmm. one press and one distemmer. They'll all share that equipment but then have their own barrels and their own fermentation space and everything. And that's essentially what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to share their brew house and have our own cellar. Uh, we'll have a couple fermentation tanks and then room for, for our barrels to go. And... Uh, those guys have been very accommodating. They already make really great beer out of there. They do. And, uh, yeah. You know, the brew house is the right size. It's a little bigger, which uh, which is it fits what we're doing because we're it's a little bit bigger than than Sack Brews. So we're looking for a little wider distribution, and uh, it's just a good fit. They're they're good guys who work there. Great brewer uh, Steve Altamari is the brewer there. Um, makes great beer, and uh, it's just a, a good fit for us. So. so, what's your timeline on this as far as? Uh, Making it available. Yeah, when we're going to see this beer. Yeah, um, the first release, the uh, the the shard barrel saison, will be out in. Uh, it'll be out late December, early January. So that was brewed last Thursday, actually, and, or a week from this last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just takes a while. It's going to be in barrel for a couple of months, and then uh, it's when it's packaged. All our beers are going to be bottle conditioned, so it's going to take some time for that to uh, to get the rest of its uh, get its carbonation up uh, in the bottle. And then we're just gonna, you know, keep tasting. I'm, I'm being a little wishy-washy because it's all based on taste. Like we're gonna be tasting it in the barrel and doing different blends. And then, uh, you know, when it's ready, it's ready. So. Is your wife telling you sell that goddamn beer, Peter? Don't worry about the taste. <laughs> she she <laughs> trusts. She trusts that I know what I'm doing. Okay, so. good. <laughs> and uh, now we'll have we'll have some small releases in the meantime. We've been working with a couple other breweries to do some smaller pilot batches before we let. They have a 30 barrel brew house there. So before we let loose with the big 30-barrel brew, we've done a couple of 10-barrel batches. So some of that stuff will start making its way around on draft. So Great. Um, we're really not doing a lot of draft products. We're really focusing on bottle-conditioned beer. Um, and uh, some of the stuff we're going to do on draft up soon is just because it was the pilot batch and we want to uh, we want to serve it and get some people's reactions and things. And uh, 
but uh, the primary focus of our business is going to be bottle-conditioned Belgian ales. Well, you can be sure I will be supporting this local brewery of mine, Peter. I like your beer, and uh, that style of beer that you make is uh, right up my alley. So we'll be buying some Odenata. Yeah, you've had the you've had something you know similar to this. The the, the base beer for the saison is based on my my uh, the JBF gold medal saison that I brewed when I was at Bison. Oh, okay. Yeah. The only difference is it's uh, it's not an organic beer and uh, it's going to be barrel aged. And you know, I tweaked the recipe a little bit. I've got a few more years brewing under my belt Ooh. and have a different take on stuff now. But uh, you know, it'll be similar to that. Uh, lower gravity saison. It's only it's only going to be about six and a half percent instead of some of these eight percent saisons that are out there. Can I just thank you for that? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I like saisons, but eight percent saison is retarded. Mm. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be the beer. The style was supposed to be drunk by yeah. like like yeah. five six liters in a day yeah, by farmhand. Farm yeah, it's hand. three to four percent is is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I think the I think the early ones were around five percent, which especially by Belgian beer standards, that that's a weak beer. So um, you know they were meant. You know it was it was your sustenance for the day. It was your calories. It was your hydration. And you know you know work goes better when you have a couple pints in you. So sure. Oh, Peter, well, it goes faster. When, when you were at uh, Bison, you brought us some uh, hand bottled. I think it was their saison. Uh, you said how much labor intensive it was to make this beer. Yeah. And, it and was, a hand bottle. It, it, hand bottle, everything. You could only put out so many cases an hour. And no. yep. you know it was so much better than. Anything else? It's just yeah above and beyond. It, it it's yeah. I like when you work fifteen hour days, Peter. But yeah, yeah, yeah. more please. The the beer is just fantastic. Just so it's going to be the same kind of thing. But you know, we are gonna we are gonna bottle. Like I said, we are gonna bottle condition it. We we're gonna put it in a twenty two instead of those swing tops, so we can actually use a a, a machine to do it. Good. Um, pack it off a little faster, so we're not uh, we're not doing twenty cases a day or whatever we yeah. were doing back then. So. Doc's pretty fast at packing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I know you've got a little girl to put to sleep there, Peter, and I uh, appreciate you coming on with us short notice. And, no, uh, no, I appreciate you having me, as always. No problem. I am sorry to hear about Sacramento Brewing Company, but as I've said, uh, we'll be supporting your new venture and happy to hear that uh, you had it in motion already because uh, it could have been worse, couldn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I, if I were still, I would have I had to move to another city and find, find another you know, another brewing job somewhere else and then tried to work on this on the side again. So this was, uh, you know, my friend of mine said, you've been pushed off the cliff. Start flapping your arms. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Tell your wife the brewing network says you're going to be okay. That's right. You have our stamp of approval, which which is much like a tram stamp. (laughs) 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 Get that dragonfly, buddy. And our (laughs) our accountant knows that that means a lot. Yeah. Just ask him. All right. Thanks, Peter. Hey, take thanks, care, Peter. guys. Thanks for, Enjoy, thanks for having me on again. Of course. Good luck, my brother. We'll see you thanks. soon. Bye-bye. All right. Peter Hoey, ex-SAC Brewing Company. You know, I wanted to ask him, I wonder if he's got like more things to play with at a bigger brewery, like a nice lab maybe at Valley or something, something mm. different. No. Let's go a little better. Oh. I think it's... Uh, uh, did you just answer your own question? Well, somebody Dave, shook, shook their head. head no, I see. <laughs> I love the idea of this, uh, as Sully would say, partner brewing. But yeah. you know, here taking the model from from wineries that will share the expensive equipment, like the wine press, and you know, why do they all need to own that? Um, so I do actually really like this idea of sharing space and equipment, but being two yeah. separate entities. Sharing the book, yeah. I mean, why not? What's the difference? He still has uh, full control over his beer. He can do everything he wants in his aging, in his cellaring. And uh, Steve can keep doing what he does on the other side. Yeah, he chose somebody that can brew good beer. I mean, that's yeah. a great start. So That's uh, similar to what uh, Plissé is doing with his little startup winery venture he's doing. It's where he's uh, he's in Olin's 
uh, area using their crusher stemmer. Oh, yeah. Their press. But he has his own barrels, you know, using space in the barrel room and using yeah. the lab. But uh, why not? I mean, it makes total, total sense. Yeah. I'd go be in Olin's area. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how do you get this deal? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a way to do things. Yeah, and uh, the owner. I love this entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneur, whatever. Entrepreneurial. You know, yeah, Entrepreneurial. Yeah, nerfrial. Uh, yeah. I don't, have to, knows what I don't have to say it to know what it is. Yeah, just because uh, I don't know what it means. Yeah, it no, I love this line. spirit, and I think that we are getting creative, and I think that you know people who want to get into the business, as Charlie would say, you know, this all starts with home brewers, and it starts with guys you oh, know, yeah. doing it in the backyard, doing it in the garage. Beer clubs. And uh, beer clubs, yeah. and then deciding they want to go to the next level, and I think people are really getting creative about it, like like Peter and, and Rick are, mm-hmm. and, and starting to share breweries and come up with new business models, uh, because how many times have you heard on, on this program that a question gets asked all the time when we do the going pro shows, how much did it cost, you know, and it's and it's a lot of effing money, and sure. people are starting to come up with good ideas. I mean, I could almost uh, guarantee you that, that uh, Rick and Peter did not come up with $2 million to do this venture. No. Instead, they were creative, and mm-hmm. I've said that all the time, just be creative. And still using local products, too. I mean, they could be using Jack Daniels barrels and shipping them in. I mean, right. they're using something that probably his brother's going, well, shit, I don't, I don't need these anyway. Yeah. Them, yeah. Well, and it makes a good story. Like, it's fantastic. Uh, kind of yeah. like what uh, Nat was saying. It's uh, it's uh, not really drama, but it's it's a personal story. It, it personalizes it more, and I think people will be more interested in it. Well, how about the fact you know? that he, he, you know, he loses his job and he's got something great to fall right back onto? Yeah, well, good for him because, like mm-hmm. it was said, and it's the not end, like it, a knife you know, really could have been worse. Yeah. I was happy to hear that. I got I was real bummed when I when I read the news on Monday, and then it was I think it was just later that day or Tuesday when he started saying, "It's all right, guy. You know, it does suck, but I've got another thing in the works." And uh, yeah, he's a friend of the yeah. show, so I was bummed about that. But. He got neutered. The sack got neutered. Yes, sack. I think that's the sack has been ooh, cut. Yeah. Cut the cut. <laughs> well. Listen again. The Surgically. point is support your local brewery. And uh-huh. again, I'm not telling you to go buy things that you don't that you're not behind and that you don't believe in. But just don't take the ones that you do believe in for granted because they can't do it without you. We can't do it without you. Uh, and Nat couldn't have made that movie without you. Uh, and 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 Peter's new venture will not work without you in this in 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 your local markets. So. Go out there if you if you do love it if you do love the craft beer then spend a buck or two you know it, yep. it's not always easy but it's important to do. All right, <clears throat> we've got more to get to today. We're going to start talking about boobs when we come back. Right? Wow, yeah, nice. we're going to end end the show with boobs, which is cool, right? I'm awake. Can we just get yeah, out? Yeah. Get this I just woke up. Yeah, Chad yeah. was about to pass out and uh, now so, he's awake. Bevo's our special guest. Game on. Bevo is our very special guest. We're going to talk about boobs for the rest of the program. Uh-huh. Now, as I said, uh, the whole show, we are raising money uh, for breast cancer. Uh, Dave, please correct me. It's not The, the monies are not, are not going to breast cancer research, but directly to... It's actually going to the uh, Women's Breast Care Center in Santa Rosa. So it's a very local charity, obviously, for Northern California. Okay. But the nice thing about it, it's not this big national conglomerate sort of... Where most of the big, money will probably you know, go for administration, bucket. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 60% of it goes to the or, commercials they put on TV. Or yeah. trademarking the word boobs. Oh. It won't happen there. Boob uh, ale. Hey, give me a pin. Okay. And it is important to do these kinds of things, you know, uh, as Matt would get on here with my patriotic music underneath him and say, you know, the power is to the people. And here's a chance for you to uh, spend a little cash and help out the women in our lives. And as JP uh, pointed out, the freaks, men in our lives freaks like him. Yeah. Um, no, the men in our <laughs> lives as well. <laughs> I do want to see this car. Let me see. Put it on the webcam. You can't really. Well, it's kind of faded. They did like. Wow, they did like implant surgery on you. It was just like a little <laughs> tiny laser. Wow. That's so really... does anybody say anything when they rub their tongue across that? So like, oh, did you that? have? No, no. I mean, Chad, you didn't say oh, anything. Oh, never come. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. 
$10 gets you one entry. <laughs> $25 gets you three. Today's highest bidder wins a year's supply of chocolate from Cho. T-C-H-O. Cho. And also, all of these entries put your name in a hat to win a scooter. It's a pink scooter signed by Lyle Lovett. You are responsible for picking up your own prize. Russian River will not be shipping you the scooter. You're going to um, ride it home. You'll have to... Uh, maybe, if you're lucky, uh, we'll get JP. If it's a BNR in, uh, let's say, Alaska, I hope, that wins this, <laughs> then maybe we can get JP to personally ride it oh, man. to Alaska. You for you. <laughs> yeah, with, with Chad on the back. But we, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Chad. I'll show up to a number look, you know? Just let it go, man. Uh, you can pee all down his back. Uh, so, <laughs> Again. <laughs> can I ask why, like, how did Lyle Lovett get involved? I mean, that seems kind of... He was performing in town. I don't know that I really should be speaking on it just because I don't know that much. Yeah. I'm only from the website, but it sounds like... Go to RussianRiverBrewing.com slash WordPress. There's a scooter store uh, next door to the People who own the brewery, scooter yeah. store apparently are friends with him, and he was up there doing a concert last week, and they started talking to him, and... That's Next cool. thing you know, there's a picture of him signing the scooter on the website. Is it a Vespa? That's cool. It is uh, a Vespa. It's a Vespa. There oh. you go. So, when we come back, Natalie Chalurzo from Russian River Brewing Company, who is involved in this whole project, nice. is going to be on the line talking to us about how you can help and where all this money is going and, and why Dave has a pink face right now. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. It's all pink. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On The Brewing Network. Chocolate, 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 chocolate. If I had a fag along, if I had a fag along, if I had a long fag along, if I had a long fag along, if you like boots, I'd tag along. 
where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood, and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Hell no. We need it for our Flinders Red. I'm gonna cast Pediacacus Damnesis on the barrel. Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks. What do we have here, Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy. We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. <laughs> are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cap and 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. I thank God Almighty for titties and beer. Big titties and beer. I'm two-legged deer. Titties and beer. Thank God I ain't queer. Titties and beer. There's one thing Daddy likes, and that's titties and beer. Big old titties. I'm head of titties and beer. Great big titties in my beer. God damn it, I love those motherfucking titties. Fuck it. That ain't the song. <laughs> but it is now. And we'd love to do that at your wedding if you'd have us. That'd be a great song to usher in in-laws with, wouldn't it? Titties and beer. (laughs) Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and home brew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a posted IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of that extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. What's funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer...
back to the program, everybody. Uh, what a great show we've had so far. I've been having a good time talking to these folks about something that's important and watching JP dance to our bumper music. Both of these things have been a lot of fun for me tonight. I like bumpers. Yes. Uh, been talking about supporting your local brewery. Uh, right now, as promised, we're going to talk about boobs. And uh, you know, I said we would do this, and I meant it. And with us to help us do that, we've got Natalie Chilurso on the line from Russian River Brewing Company. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Justin. How's it going? It's going great, and I'm so happy to have you on the program, too. So. Oh, thank you very much. I know my husband's been on the program a lot. And, yeah, we're sick uh, of Vinny. I know, me too. <laughs> no. no, I love him very much. He's actually so sitting we. right next to me uh, oh. having some salad, so I'll... Watching his baseball game, yeah, that's what he said. And so watching his girlish recovering, figure, recovering yeah. from the uh, Master Brewers meeting up in Portland, I guess they oh, okay. got up in Bend. Actually, he got a little um, wrecked. <laughs> he got bent. Right. He got bent in Bend. Bent. <laughs> Good. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've so, well, been talking throughout the program. Uh, I've been reminding people, and I'll do it again right now. You can hit the donate button on our page right now, and ten dollars gets you one ticket, three for twenty-five. And our top donor today is going to win a year's worth of chocolate from Cho Chocolate. And uh, every uh, donation uh, gives you a chance to enter into what Natalie's going to talk to us about, and that's to win a, a pink scooter. Uh, signed by Lyle Lovett, and that's all happening during today's program. 100% of those proceeds, every dollar that you send us today, will be sent to uh, this uh, Breast Cancer Foundation in Santa Rosa. So, could you tell us about that, Natalie? Absolutely, and thank you again for um, having me on today. It's been a really really big day for me. I woke up this morning, and um, my picture is in the newspaper here in Santa Rosa. Wow. Um, for, uh, for my efforts. Um, you know, I've been doing this for uh, about 10 years. Lost a friend about six years ago who was my age. And uh, just kind of just started doing this like 10 years ago. I was doing the breast cancer walks and raising money for Susan G. Coleman and for Avon and stuff. And then I found a local breast care center, the Sutter Breast Care Center, that, um, you know, just is here in Santa Rosa and, and helps local women. And, and, you know, actually our customers, um, many of them actually benefit directly from this particular breast care center. So I just decided about three years ago to start um, donating all my fundraising effort to the local Sutter Breast Care Center. So um, every year, um, this year included, we, um, we make a special T-shirt, and those are available online at RussianRiverBrewing.com, and I donate 100% of the proceeds of that. You can come to our brew pub all month long during October and drink Odd Blonde, and um, donating Good a portion beer. of the proceeds of Blonde. And um, we are raffling off a, um, a pink Electra bicycle, um, a one-speed cruiser, and then uh, we have a pink um, Vespa 50 that uh, uh, I've partnered with Revolution Moto, which is our local scooter shop, to uh, raffle off. And we're, we're doing the raffle on Halloween night, and you need not be present to win. Good. Um, like, like you said, uh, raffle tickets are $10 each. Uh, three for twenty-five, and uh, I understand uh, Dave Hopwood is uh, going to uh, come over to the brewery one day, and we're going to have a, a, a beer drinking session and fill out all the raffle tickets <laughs> for you all who donate tonight. Good, so, you'll no, see him in all forget. his uh, pink-faced glory as he helps you do that too. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, and what about Lyle Levitt? Sure oh yeah, and Lyle, um, Lyle hung, Lyle was Lyle played in uh, Santa Rosa last week. And he's friends with the owners of the scooter shop. And so every time he comes to Santa Rosa, 
he goes and he hangs out at the scooter shop and he just meets and greets people for like the afternoon, which is pretty cool. That is so cool. while he was there, he signed the scooter, and uh, we're just totally totally honored and, and delighted that he did that. And and even if you're not a Lyle Lovett fan, he's he's like the coolest guy Benny and I have ever met. Really? He's just he's so nice. He's just the nicest guy in the whole wide world and uh, his music is great. His new album just came out on Tuesday, and I went out and bought like four copies of it. And Did you get him to uh, drink your beer? Uh, he actually, we took him some Damnation. I smuggled it backstage for him. Nice. And uh, he loves good beer, and uh, he's just a, a lovely, charming man. So he signed the scooter, and uh, that uh, really uh, means a lot to us. So, um, so what else is going on, Vinny? <laughs> tell uh, do, mouth is full. do me a favor and tell Vinny that uh, you know uh, Tasty's. Oh well, hold, hold on. I have a special guest who needs to say something. Oh. Hold, hold on one second. Here, here he is. Right, Hope it's yeah. Roger. I said I wasn't going to make Planet a younger if you guys don't buy a bunch of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Challenge. Be- people better that's, get out there and buy it. Now you got our that's, attention. That's dropping the gauntlet. <laughs> hey, Vinny, Tasty wants you to know that he's a little uh, a little offended that you guys didn't ask him to sign the scooter. You know, he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he's really a big deal. So, uh, he's upset about that. Uh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna have to make it down there uh, one of these Sundays. and That'd be right. Yeah. Do the show with you, but uh, we need you back. Focus. But uh, we've made a new rule: um, no more Vinny without Natalie. We've come to like her so much. <laughs> so. Well, you know, and that's the focus tonight is all her efforts on uh, the breast cancer awareness and stuff. So, absolutely. Let me uh, let me let me throw her back on. It's good to talk with you guys. Thanks, Vin. We'll talk Thank to you. you soon. Yeah, hold on. And uh, folks at home, you can go to uh, RussianRiverBrewing.com slash WordPress, and you'll see Lyle signing the scooter that we're talking about. Uh, Natalie has done some blogs over there. And, uh, yeah, you can see the pink Vespa there. You can see Lyle signing it. Uh, it's very authentic. And um, yeah. you can maybe ride it home if you donate tonight. <laughs> very cool. Um, well, thank you um, so much for having me on tonight. And thank you to Cho Chocolate for uh, their gracious uh, donation for, um, you know, whoever donates the most money tonight. I really appreciate you guys doing that. Yeah, it's so. a good deal, right? A year's worth of chocolates. Yeah. How much would a year's worth of chocolate be for you, Natalie? Well, for me, um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody earlier about that because we were thinking it would actually, the perception of what a, what a year's worth of chocolate is very different yes. to each person. And uh, I don't know. You know, I really like those little, those little one of those little, like, those little coin-sized ones that they have. Yeah, have, like, yeah. Bags of, yeah, we have toe chocolate all around the brewery. We actually like to make some mores with them when we go camping. Ah, uh, Good. It's really good stuff. So, so would I, it I, say, would it fill up the back of that uh, fancy classic pickup truck of yours? Would that be a I, year's no, worth of chocolate? No, actually, I don't think that would be a little bit too much, but I would say that perhaps um, filling up the, um, the trunk compartment of the scooter <laughs> okay. would, be, would be a very, <laughs> a a very nice um, uh, year's worth of chocolate. You give that Joe, Joe likes that answer yeah. better than mine. <laughs> yeah, I thought they would. Yeah, they haven't seen my pickup, so yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. And if we could, just before you go, could you tell us a little about the foundation that this money's going to? Because you did say that it's you know it's wonderful in your community, but what do they what do they do there? Well, um, they actually do they uh, they they don't really do research at this place, but they do treatment and obviously um, you know uh, early screening. Um, they have very um, very advanced uh, equipment at this place, and uh, there's in, included in the article this morning uh, what they're trying to do at the moment 
is um, raise money to get a new state-of-the-art MRI technology um, designed for early screening of um, of breast cancer, um, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really great uh, center. Um, it's just you know it's right here in town. It's literally like a mile and a half from the brewery, and and I've had customers come up to me and say, hey, you know, I I got my mammogram today, and and uh, you know your donation helped me to get that and uh, it, that really means a lot to me they're really I get to see I get to you know see exactly who reaps the benefits of what we do every year so I love that, that. It just means a lot to me yeah so and so yeah. you mentioned just so everyone knows how they can help um, you mentioned that the oud blonde that you guys uh, sell there at the brewery how long does this go until uh, that, that you'll be giving five percent of those proceeds all month long, uh, October okay. is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so we start on October first, and we do it right up through you know midnight on October thirty first. Okay. Um, I'd also like to mention that uh, we are doing the drawing for both the scooter and for the for the bike. If you if you come to the brewery and get a bike raffle ticket, those will be held on Halloween night. Halloween is on a Saturday this year, so yes, we are having a crazy wild Halloween party Great. at the brewery, and hope to do you know one last push to raise a bunch of money. Um, you know, we just pour plenty down people's throats, and they just magically open their wallets. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, that, it's that great. Beer has it a lot of good qualities. Works every time, and uh, they'll all be doing the drawing probably around ten thirty or eleven. So if you do, um, you know, uh, submit a raffle ticket, please give me your cell phone and leave your phone on so I can give you a drunk gutter call in the middle of the night and let you know that you won the scooter. <laughs> this is Natalie. Woo! <laughs> I don't remember winning anything. Hey, that's a claim to fame. You'll be able to say possibly, hey, I got drunk dialed by Natalie. <laughs> and, and that's a claim to fame. That's a prize right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth entering, I think. That's so. great. Yeah. So can we say Say uh, October is support your local boobs month. I think so. Sure. Right. Yeah. Support your local boobs month. I yeah. Think that's what we're we doing. We have a good fine. acronym for that. Yeah. Well, we have on our shirts it says uh, we're all hopped up for the cure on okay. the back. And uh, oh, yeah. Dave's wearing did, it. Yeah. Let's just say beer Dave, for boobs. Dave should be wearing it. Yeah. yeah. And then on the bottom, on the left <laughs> uh, hip, it says beer for breath. Good. Beautiful. So we tried to keep it a little clean just because we do have children involved in this cause. And no, that's know. fine. That's uh, but then, uh, of right course, we did, the front. But then we did scooters for Hooters today, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're to stay home then. <laughs> that's awesome. So we, we keep it clean for a minute, and then we just throw it to the gutter, you know. <laughs> all right. So that's the way it works. That easy. <laughs> hey, the gutter's there for a reason. You know? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we all go there a lot, don't we? Yeah, you can't <laughs> draw any lines anyway. Like gravity. Yeah. You have heard the show. Okay. Well, listen, if you don't, uh, since this is our local show, if you don't donate tonight for this uh, Santa Rosa company that, uh, that that Natalie has been supporting for 10 years and, and really supporting breast cancer in general, then find your local uh, donation center. Find your local project that's working with breast cancer and uh, and donate something there. But if you want to make it easy on yourself, you're still sitting in your chair, you're half drunk right now, I know my listeners, then you can hit the <laughs> donate button, uh, brewingnetwork.com slash donate. 100% of that is going to go to uh, this foundation tonight. $10 for one entry, 3 for 25 and in increments of 25 our biggest donor tonight is going to win a year's worth of chocolate from Cho. Um, so I want to thank Dave from Stone, who's hanging out here with us tonight for bringing this to my attention and getting us involved. And he is going to help me cover all of the uh, PayPal charges that we will incur. Uh, we're splitting oh. that with him. So that's our donation tonight is uh, between Dave and I. We're, we're going to split that and, uh, and, 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 and give that over to the foundation. And then, of course, thanks to Cho. And uh, thank you, Natalie, for making us aware of this, too. Yeah.
That's great, and thank you very much. And Dave, thank you so much for uh, for contacting Justin for me and, and getting me on the radio so we could talk about this very important cause, I know, to all of us. So thank you so much. Dave's a genius because he just finds me when I'm hammered and is like, hey, we're doing this. <laughs> okay. Woo! <laughs> did, he, uh, did Dave dye his, uh, his uh, facial hair oh, yet? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's fully pink. Yeah. If you go uh, to justin.tv slash brewing network, listeners at home, if you haven't already, you can see Dave. Dave's big, beautiful pink face right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And you can see my pink hair on the Press Democrats website today. Oh, Pressdemo.com, and there's a really beautiful article. Um, there's a picture of my uh, my friend's daughter who lost her mom when she was six years old, and ah. she's my inspiration. So there you go. And it looks <laughs> cool, too. I saw you at GABF, actually, with the pink hair. I thought you just were going through a punk rock phase. I didn't know no. then that it was, yeah. No, I, I go through this every October. It just happens, you know. <laughs> when 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 so, are we going to get Vinny's head pink soon? Vinny actually dyed his hair pink one year. It took him a year to recover from <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It does start to yeah. grow slower, doesn't it? No, he's he's going. Uh, what are you going distinguishedly gray? I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's going for the Steve Martin look. <laughs> well, it's easy to dye pink hair. Yeah. Uh, gray hair pink. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is easy to. I know the grayer it gets, the more I'm tempted to dye it pink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we love you too, and thank you, Natalie, thank you. for coming on the program. I appreciate it. All right, you guys are great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. We'll see you later. Okay. All right. Bye. There you go. The great Natalie Chalurzo, everybody. And first time she's been on the show, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I like your rule. So that's cool. Yeah. Now Vinny, Vinny has to bring Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. He had mentioned it in the past, actually. He said, no, I'll, I'll bring Natalie down. We'll hang out. But then it just never happened that way. And, and every time, I, I wanted to kick him in the nuts. But uh, this, now I've laid down the gauntlet. He knows. He's got to well, bring now she knows We'll call him and yeah. ask her to bring him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, might, this might be the way, because every time we see Vinny, he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'll come to yeah. the show. Well, and then he gets busy. So now, yeah. Chad, I, we're going to switch email. You go straight to, to Natalie, Natalie's yeah. account. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll, we'll make book. it happen. Yeah. Well, you just book Natalie, and Vinny Booker. will follow. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, I also think I'm going to eat salad. <laughs> <laughs> he is watching his figure. Well, one a year. <laughs> <laughs> one salad a year. It's fine. Now we ha- It's actually really been a... Uh, was it been three years since we had Vinny yeah, sitting probably, here? Yeah, probably, yeah. Because he did it, it. We had a run with it where he did a couple of shows kind of right away in the first two years. I think it's been uh, it's been over two years since he's been back in here. So Chad? we got to do that. Get on that. Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, we'll make it. All right. So all of that's going to end here very soon. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm just going to make it official right up until 830 because I think we'll be done by about then, and that will allow us to look at our account and, and write the check properly so you guys have until 8 30 even if we go off air before then uh, you've gotten uh, the next 25 minutes to donate hit the donate button on the brewing network site and 100 uh, percent of that's going to go to this foundation tonight so all you drunk of the week people yeah yeah drunkards uh please hit that donate button uh bevo i'm sure you've been getting drunk of the week calls already it's been a long program and, I have uh, it actually because you've been on the line the whole time. Oh, oh, busy oh. signals. Ooh, so that's the key. That's more the secret. More phone hey, guests. Is JP going to give away a Disneyland prize to someone that donates the most money? Oh. I don't have any Disneyland prizes. A good oh. reminder. I thought you said you had Disneyland I, yeah. toys to give away I to d- us. Well, they're not Disneyland toys. They're gifts oh. for us, though. Yes. Okay. So what? Let's do that. You want to do that you, now, Chad? Uh, I did. Right. Uh, why not? Uh, JP, as you know, uh, for some He's reason on Earth, goes to Disneyland. 
for every day off he has. And uh, he's got guests for, for everyone. He's got the smallest bag that comes from Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> because he, you know, yeah. he, went and he bought like the pencils, he yeah. went the big Mickey no, eraser. Well, okay, he probably pins. spent like eighty bucks yeah. on that bag too. JP, you, you you're on Main Street, you're walking out. And you say, oh shit, I gotta get exactly. something. You, you went into that that store that goes to the store to the next store to the next store. <laughs> Actually, I was yeah. I was gonna I meant to this last time, but uh, you know whatever. So. They are their official badges. I figured. Oh. I figured. You know, Mickey Mouse has a club. Badges. Badges. Oh, we yeah. don't need no sneakers. You put it on your badge. badge. Well, they're for our club. We're like a club here, right? Oh, yeah. And so I figured we all need some sort of. Don't clubs all like each other? Some sort of recognition. No. Some sort of sign. Not a, is this JP mine? just desperately oh, wants to be belong to belong to some I'm kind of club. I'm a sheriff. Am I not supposed? You hand it to me upside down. Am I waiting to look at it? You can if you oh, want. We're all looking but, at it at the same time. Here, that's that's for. Tasty. Is mine the same as everybody else's? I really don't <laughs> because want to. Because you know Doc wants mine. something. Uh, all right, let me look at mine my... On? Oh, I see. Uh, they're yeah. actual sheriff badges with uh, everyone's name on it. Wait, no. Uh, uh, sh- I had one for Schumann, too. But Did it say Schumann? Schumann Were you able to know. find that? It says Adam. <laughs> so Schumann, I couldn't find Bevo or Beverly, so uh, Bevo says cow puncher. <laughs> What? Yeah. Cow puncher. I, I saw it. I, I thought uh, it was appropriate. Is that a fat um, joke? Pass that to uh, to <laughs> hey, Doc that because that's the only appropriate one for Doc I could find. It says goat puncher. <sighs> Don't want to look at this. Goat goat he seriously didn't have Beverly. No, this is not mine. <laughs> yes, it is. That's his. No, it's yours. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why is he Jesus? <laughs> because he's Jesus. Doc. He's Jesus. They sell he's the He's the Doc. Jesus. Jesus. Wait, really? They had Jesus and not Beverly? <laughs> well, it's well, in no, Southern actually, California. I saw Cal Puncher and I thought, that's yeah. Bevo. <laughs> I guess they didn't have one that said dwarf bastard. or something. <laughs> I mean, it's See, so now guy. we all have little... Little badges. Yeah, ombre. Wow. Yeah. Jesus it says. How embarrassing for JP that I tasty? got nothing. Says my first thing to have that one. Yeah. Well, J- you know. I can't, how much Jeremy. did you spend on all this, JP? Because uh, well, it's, it's really, it says on the back, have. but you know, it's five. They're five bucks. Sure I mean, holy shit! So you yeah. went and spent what? What is this? Uh, Forty know. bucks. Add them up. Yeah. You know what? It's a long way to run for a joke, but I thought it was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> we could have bought some tickets for the red. Kids. Mickey looks pretty hammered in this little picture. He looks yeah. drunk. Should yeah. I hold it up to the yeah. web? I don't think it'll be dark. He looks yeah. like Tolly a little bit. <laughs> but what is a cow puncher? I don't know, but I thought it was great, and I thought he'd view. Well, it depends on the cow puncher venue, cow I guess. Yeah. There's a new sheriff in town. Everyone's putting them on, except for me. No, so I ought to do that. I should have sheriff and everybody might cry. Deputy. Deputy. That's what it should have been. <laughs> I, I, I thought, of, of all the ones, I thought Doc would have appreciated his a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, I would have thought you'd have gone for <laughs> the... I do, uh, but not in any humility. You know, I can't have any... Uh, I would have thought you would have gone for the um, you know the hat the make the ear hat that you can have the name. Well, those are like twenty five bucks a piece. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are expensive. Oh, can't you get in the parking lot? There's a dude out there, man. <laughs> he's sitting is, there by hand, threading yeah. it in there. In fact, his name's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can get your hands there. So, well, is everyone now wearing there? I do see you guys jumped right in and there. Proudly, yeah. except Schumann, the yeah, sheriff in town. But it doesn't. I mean, that's not his name. It says Adam. Well, it's no his name. Even, even his mom doesn't. Yeah, they should have had one that said taste. Did they have blank ones? <laughs> I know. They <laughs> had. Mike they had a couple blank here. ones, but uh, you know, like, I just I got metal punch. Oh, blanks. <laughs> yeah, Doc yeah. will go home and change it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll cross I'll just it out. Stamp this out. <laughs> so these are my. Disneyland gifts. Thank, Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. You're Thanks, welcome. Jip. Wow. Yeah. Thank that, you. I tell you. you to think of us. Yeah. I mean, just when uh, people start saying oh, things about you that are not nice, you. Yeah. you go and do something like this. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
And then, and then everyone like Bevo there just uh, really goes nuts for you and your awful head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got Brett from Portland on the line calling in for Drunk of the Week. Brett, what's yeah, happening, man? Good, Brett. Well, yeah, I'm the guy that uh, got offended by the fact that, oh. uh, you, you know, you, you say that you don't want people to use these weird names, Silver4269, as their call-in names, but that's what we got to use on our... Uh, on our forum because everybody else takes our uh, our names. I so. see. Yeah. No, I understand. But then I'm like, oh, let's talk to R2D239. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what the fuck? I like Brett. Brett yeah, works just fine for a call-in. <laughs> well, you know, I have the same. Uh, well, at least I'm the only Brett in Portland, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Tonight, you are the only Brett in Portland. Another one that that's, matters. That's the beauty of radio, yeah. my friend. So, uh, awesome. All uh, right. Well, are you, you calling know, for Drunk of the Week? I, I am, well, I got a call for Junk of the Week. I've been trying for the last two months. Uh, I figured that maybe this weekend, maybe I hit my mark. All right. Give us the resume. Yeah, I tell you what, you sound pretty uh, pretty straight, man. JP's skeptical. Well, you know, I, Jay can understand this one. I met him at uh, OBF last year. I've been giving him shit for the last year because he didn't come by this year for OBF on the fact that... You should, uh, you should give OBF you know, shit I met him that. and I... I tried to explain to him that there are some of us out there that we can sound completely straight. We could pass a drunk test All on right. the road, and we're completely hammered. And I'm with so, you on that, so go ahead. Let's hear the resume, because then it will give us a, a place to, to begin. Well, it depends. I mean, my my goal for this year was to brew every BJCP style, so what I do you want out of my kegerator? Oh, I see. That's wow. Good goal. Yeah, well, that's... what have you had tonight? That's the, that's yeah, we the What have I had? Well, let's the see. There was here. a... There was, there was a Bears game on today, so I went down to the local bar and I watched the Bears game for the first half, at least. Those are interviewing a woman right now. What the fuck is going on? And so, and then I no, made no, no, the beer, beer, and then beer. once the beer got poured. Oh, and have you seen this show? It's a television show about pouring things, and it's really. Oh, j- shut your mouth, Jay! Come right, on now, come on, give it. Just what? <laughs> what did you have to drink? Yeah. You want to hear the? You want to hear the list? All right, let's How many see. Pints? I started with four. I started with four pints of Berliner Weiss. And then I went to the bar and I had a couple of Mirapons and then I had a couple of Ninkasi Total Dominations. Got my ride home from my friend, got back here and started just pouring it out. Another couple of gallons of my Berliner Weiss because it's Which is like such 3%. a great stinky sour beer. Okay. Sounds good to me. So you've had eight barrels of beer tonight. How many? You must have been pissed. Do you want me? Do you want me to lift up the 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 corny keg and find out how much I've got left? Yeah. Yes. Well, I counted eight. Today. I counted eight pints before he got home. That's what he said. He, well, he had him at home, and then he went out and had a few more. So that was eight, and then he said a couple of gallons once he got yeah. home again. Well, and it's a three percent beer, so come on. So what do you want to call this? Fifteen pints that man's okay, had. A gallon of yeah, JP, I'd, I'd don't even start. That's that's Jay Z's <laughs> recipe, which means that it's a six percent beer. Come on now, don't. It is don't not a six percent beer. Don't even go there. I'll bet you, Mister. I, I think the, the anyone that's to do yeah. math isn't really that drunk. Because it's because really oh. the book. I got the book. Although he's arguing about oh, we got it quite the book a bit. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. break it up. Well, because it's like me and you the other no. day, everything Dave said, I was like, no, fuck that, Dave. We're arguing. <laughs> well, Justin, isn't isn't six percent out of out of style for Berliner Weiss? Not his style. Jay Z's though, um, isn't it? Justin, just I saying. Know, I don't, he talks a good game. He, he sounds like he's uh, sober, but you know what? He's going off on tangent. I agree tangent. with you. I'm yeah. giving him points. Well, there's a Cal Bear game on, and I went to the yeah. thing. I put on my shoes. The left one first because it was closer, and the right one I had to get under the bed to find it. And then I had to unlace it, and then I had to feed the dog. <laughs> oh, okay. What did you have you know to drink? They, and, then, and I chose Comcast Slow down. over. Slow down. Oh, no, JP. 
JP, I liked you up until you started shit with me. Okay, now now we've got beef. Oh, I, I, bet, you, I bet you do talking to me. I All bet right, you Brett. Do. I, I'll tell you what. You're scoring points, and you're you're <laughs> in the run. No, I mean, I'm, I'm with Doc on this one. And just, the more you insult JP, of course, yeah. that always wins yeah. around here. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm going to clear the line for other drunks of the week. You are in the running, my friend. Good work. Peace out, brothers. Later, Brett. <laughs> All right. Good job, really. Because now, now there, now see that's that because people call now they bitch all the time. Well, what about us that sound sober? Right. All right, I get it. But if there's no way for us to tell that you've been drinking, mm-hmm. then it's difficult. You start rambling like that. Hey, oh, he's bleeding, We're man. professional yeah. judges here. We can tell. I mean, the he sounds nuances. like he yeah, starts to yeah, sound like Jamil in the third hour of Bruce Strong <laughs> recordings. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. did we talk about the drunk chick that was chasing Tasty last night? No. The dog Speaking of drunk people, really? the dog trainer. There's, there's like a dog trainer convention going that, on. Yeah. yeah and Where was this? Where at? So we're, we go out last night to a two and A event. Okay. It was um, Diego's Umbrella playing. Their CD release party down in uh, SF. And, uh, you know, two and eight cans all over the place. And this chick's like, so what's a watermelon wheat? Tasty explains it, you know. And she I'm goes, oh, I'm tall. <laughs> Big broad. Hot. Ooh. I, you know, you it's know dark. It's <laughs> how old? Not, how not old? No, I don't know. She's probably... She's big. She'd like to be 37. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out for the big ones. Anyway, she's just cradle robbing for you, so she's, Yeah, I like hey, it. Hey, I'm not that old. No, but she okay. lives in, like, Portland, and she's all about either. beer. She worked no. at, like, some brewery in Michigan, so she oh. starts talking... Talking it up with Tasty. Talking and chasing him around? So this is at the bottom floor, it's right? Ridiculous. So we eventually move upstairs... She hunts him down. She she comes up and goes, "Can I hang with you?" Well, I bought her a beer. Is what it was. But she like followed you. Give it she knew you were upstairs, or you told her. Did you get her number? No, no. She found us up there. Did you get her number? Well, no, I was no. That wasn't the whole thing. Taste, well, what is the whole thing? What are you a eunuch? What you don't have a wiener anymore? <laughs> you don't have a full wiener. Come on. I, I think as soon as he said, my name's Tasty, she went, oh. I bet it is there, yeah, buddy. Sure that do it. She said, the most hey, she said, prove it. There's a little. There's a little line you need to learn. Called cocaine. No, no, I mean, no, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all this. L- listen, listen. You'll remember, we'll remember say, a thing. Yeah. Look over and say, Chad, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. It's just that easy. Exactly. Don't worry about him. Well, she had a, probably had a room, right? She's Smith yeah. Oregon, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the dog show or whatever. Chad, just, you're on your oh, own. Oh, she gave a good tip to Tasty, too, about Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she wanted him to give her a tip. It's so, a problem. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what But uh, so, so Murphy, you know, he, he when he gets a drink of water, he'll, like, have water all over his face, right, Tasty? And yeah. so he'll go and get a drink, and he'll go and get in a towel. But Tasty's taught be, the dog I, to get a towel, yeah. but he won't put it back. <laughs> oh. She goes, well, every time he comes over and you get excited about him bringing the towel, that's it for him. That's his reward. Uh-huh. So you got to just play it off like it's cool. Yeah. And then reward him and get excited when he brings it back. You're a lazy motherfucker, Tasty. Everybody needs to bring a towel. But McDonald's like, oh. He gets a lot of drinks. It gets old, you know? How did it end? I'm watching football. How did this end? How did did it end? I don't know. All of a sudden, she was gone. Well, yeah, she probably, probably was because you kept ignoring her. She probably wasn't getting I wasn't like a, giving her like a lot of attention. Big yeah, homo. I, I didn't feel any chemistry there, really. You didn't. No. You did. You feel a boner though. That's really. Uh, <laughs> that's all the chemistry you need sometimes. Uh, you know, you weren't attracted to. Not, not that much. It was too uh, early to. I kept telling Chad, I, we don't want to be around here when the sun comes. up. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He said the same thing. He goes, eh, it's pretty dark in here. Yeah, well, no. this light does serve well. I thought. The other thing is, the other line is, I got my friend waiting in the car. Yeah. So when you're but done, he didn't when you're want it. Her, I mean, he wasn't. Oh. Uh, then say, I, I got my yeah, family in the car, so you're out. But anyway, drunk of the week last night. She was pretty hammered. This broad was at the point where she came up. She was okay at first. Yeah, did yeah, you? Uh, at first. Did you consider taking her home, Chad? You don't care a lot. I think I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. He was yeah. She yeah. Uh, 
You don't care a lot. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, sometimes, Gross. sometimes Chad just doesn't care. On the way out the front care. door, leaving to my truck, I went, oh, well. Yeah. So did you I could go home just with Tasty, to your or I could go talk to Doggy Broad. <laughs> oh. and, uh, see what happens. Terrible. No, I meant because she's a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Slipper the address to your window. Can I? Uh, yeah. Can I preface this next drunk of the week call? Yeah. Uh, so he was on the he was talking and I was like you calling for drunk of the week and he was like yeah and I was like okay you sound like it and he's like hell yeah bitch I'm not really sure how I feel about that <laughs> <laughs> right. but I thought it was worth sharing well, that is worth sharing okay is he a black dude or well what? let's see let's find out if that was worth it uh, VW addict is on the line oh, what's happening brother our friend VW what's up VW what's going on brother how are you what's up bitch what's up bitch what's happening man. Nothing. Nothing. So what yeah, kind of, I was having the cold. So what kind of VW are you driving? Uh, nothing right now, man. I'm just. I, a, are I, you kicked the habit? I, a rabbit. I, I sold them all for now. <sighs> yeah. You need to change your name. You can't just be a VW addict. Oh, you're just probably thinking uh, about them all day. We need some patriotic uh, music for this guy. Think about them all day. That's right. Yep. To bring his so you guys up to crickets. Uh, we thought we know. You know do a show. Do a radio show. Just talk to some drunk people right. from all over the country. Oh, that's a cool radio show. Yeah. You want to give us your resume? What have you been drinking? Uh, I started uh, at ten this morning with some Bloody Marys. Nice. Good way to wake up. And then uh, went to some Stone IPA. There you go. And uh, had a few of those. And uh, went to some uh, Brooklyn black chocolate stout. I had a few of those. No coincidence. And uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Now, uh, <laughs> just saying. What? <laughs> keep, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Joke. Black chocolate stout. No, I had a uh, had a few uh, Bigfoot barley wines mixed in there. Yeah. Can't remember when. Hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> when? What? what? What time in this whole procession did you have a couple barley wine? Yeah, and when did you get in such a oh, shitty the- mood? By the way, <laughs> like you've been drinking all day, you should be pretty happy. You sound yeah. like you sound like uh, it's the end of the world, like JP dude, or something. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, stop being a cock smoker. I've been drinking all day long. This is raw drizzle. Yes, I'll, I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> I, I have, okay, I have to be up at five in the morning. Oh god, and that's like right, I'm giving you kids four to hours school. from now. Yeah, it's like one o'clock over there. Hey, hasn't hasn't dub won this before? Can, can you say Triple Rock? Say Triple, triple rock. rock. Yeah, say it. Triple, triple Rock. rock. I, can, I can say Vermont. I can say Vermonster. Ah, there you go. Ah, you've been listening twice. That's a good sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, listen. You're in the running for two reasons: because you sound fucked up, and because you're, you're you got a shitty attitude on you, and that yeah. means you probably yeah, been drinking. Well, fuck. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, you get points for that. All of these things are giving you points. Points to the judges. And uh, have you won before, V-Dub? It's not a game killer because drunk of the year, you know, multiple no, wings. No, I haven't won before. Okay. I, I was, I was in the running for, I was, I was in the running for douche of the year, but that's about it. <laughs> that's and weird. You are now, too. And you didn't win? That's weird. Are top, you, uh, top of the yeah. list. Are you married, V-Dub? No. Uh, hmm. Anybody watching yeah, you right now? <laughs> Maybe some neighbors. <laughs> but only because I'm naked. <laughs> no pants. <Yeah. laughs> only because I'm staying in the backyard with my boxer shorts on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what, 30 below? Where are you, in Massachusetts? Yeah, it's like 40 degrees out here. It's fucking freezing. It is freezing. 
That Anton. makes shrinkage, doesn't it? I think that was all one word for him. <laughs> I've already given everything a thing. All right, B-Dub, you are in the running, my brother. Peace, brother. Later. Nice hearing from you. All right, 888-401-BEER, that's the number. Uh, Going to get yourself some uh, dark candy sugar, courtesy of uh, Belgian Candy Inc. We'll give you some uh, Belgian candy sugar for your brewing for a drunk therapy. of the week. What if Dark Candy cares? They don't. They don't see. They 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 let me do whatever I want. I love this company. Hello. I fucking love this company. They let me do whatever I want with good their sponsorship too. and their sponsor and their products really good. But like the last several times, we our Dark Candy's always been given away to like Trunk of the Week, and they don't care. They don't say anything to me. We should do Dark Candy syrup, uh, female syrup wrestling. Oh. Do you think I'm that telling would... you, sometimes JP has some really <laughs> goddamn <laughs> good ideas. It's not bad. That's pretty good. How do we clean them Maybe up Maybe at BNA 5, uh, we could get some Belgian oh, yeah. candy. Sure. Sounds dangerous. It sounds great. <laughs> sounds slow for some reason. It does sound very <laughs> slow. After a while, they can't even move. Yeah. They're just laying there like flies on tape. <laughs> great. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> That'll slow them down for you, huh? Yeah, you, can, you can track them. I heard them that if you pee on it, it will make it less sticky. <laughs> oh, well, no, then, okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't act because I already did. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. You know, with your listeners, um, they'll just be sitting around waiting for the women to get out of it so they can brew a quad. <laughs> yeah. He's just dipper. You guys done with that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> people. Brett is on the ash. phone again. He just wants to call JP a douchebag really fast. All right, well, make, make, it, uh, make it quick. Brett, go ahead. It's probably not going to be fast. Probably take a long time. Well, shut up, JP. See? Already. <laughs> Already. Shut up, JP. Is that all? I hit... No, no, no. I hit my original gravity. I hit 1056. I hit my which wife. Which means I did the math on my final gravity of 1008, ah. okay. and I hit 6.2% by volume, so... You suck it. So well, suck it, JP. You're, yeah. at, you're out of style for a Berliner. <laughs> I'm just saying you're out of style. All right. Thank you, Brett. Really? Really? Do you have the book in front of you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Man. We had stacks of them here. Because I have a feeling Brett does. JP has his iPhone in front of him, I'll tell you that. Good, good. What's the original gravity and the final gravity on the Berliner Vice? Go ahead, Uh tell me. Can I just say that this is making me want to kill myself? <laughs> All right, Brett. Thank you. And and the fa- again, uh, you know, I'm with Doc on this one. The fact that he's coming back with, the, with this sort of gusto. Oh yeah. He's getting drunk of the week points. Berliner Vice, uh, uh, OG 1028 to 1032. Final gravity three to oh, six. You go to hell. You can't make a beer out of that. Yeah. <laughs> ABV 2.8 to 3.8. All I'm yeah. saying is uh, you're out of style. I was guessing. I would have said 1033. Hey, JP, how many gallons of beer have you made this year? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a size queen. I don't keep track. Oh, his, you're a queen. His mom was a size. Queen. I said I'm not. <laughs> you brewed today, didn't you? Right, well, I did you brew today take it easy with guys. Nathan. I just wanted to give JP uh, a little bit more shit. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Now I feel much more like you, <laughs> like a jerk. Yeah. All right, eight 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 four one beer. Take a couple that more last calls. Word in, don't you, JP? We've. <laughs> That's the beauty of me having a microphone. Uh, no. Yes, you do. No, no I don't. <laughs> okay, well, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and JP, see ya. Okay, bye. Right. All right, we want to get out of here soon. We've only we've got two people in the running, and uh, then we're going to go. Uh, right. Don't forget, you've got another, uh, looks like, seven minutes by my clock to hit the donate button. Ten bucks gets you one raffle ticket, three for 25. Uh, the biggest donor today, in increments of 25, of course, uh, is going to win a year's supply of Cho chocolate, courtesy of Cho. What is it? Cho.com? Correct. Okay. Cho Mama. Yeah. It's Cho. Just Cho. Com. Oh. Actually, Cho Mama, I think, comes um, up. <laughs> Cho.com. Do, do we have a tally? What's the biggest uh, donator right now? Uh, no, I don't know. I will. I would have to look. Because that would help to top, top, top. You did top say top donor, it. right? Not boner. Donator, boner. I, don't, I, can't, I can't look it up right now. It's, oh, a, it's confidential information. 
can't pull oh. up that uh, can't pull up. the can webcams I, on all the screens I, I would and, love uh, all my bank account information will go all over the world uh, it can't be done I hit the wrong button so, uh, but don't worry you will be notified promptly we're going to do all the tally tonight right after the show and uh, you will be notified promptly who is but so I would say you know if you're concerned that you didn't donate enough to win it donate you probably more. ought to donate more oh donate again we'll be smart about it we'll go back and look for multiple names so well. if you've already if you donated say a hundred dollars um, and then you're thinking wow that's not enough we'll, we'll add you up we'll, we'll make sure that we we, mul- we double up the, Did, the multiple I like names. the eBay auction better though. <clears throat> too late oh, did you outsource the good, adding like, of oh, these totals I have up, done that oh, yeah. ah. what are you nuts otherwise they're going to end up with like eight dollars oh, yeah. just making sure that you're outsourcing yeah. oh I outsource I yeah. not only am I uh, diligently outsourcing as a rule nowadays right um, but I, I I know that once the donations got to about ten or twelve I, w- I would have lost count anyway ten or twelve dollars yeah yeah so I yeah I, I outsource <laughs> yes Bebo did you have something to say to me other than ten or twelve to read donations. my call okay you should probably use the Stubaka one of our locals since it is the local uh, beer show Ooh. Stubaka from San Francisco's on the line. Ah. Dubaka, what's happening? What, what's up, brother? How are you, man? <laughs> like you, like you just woke up. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, man? Shit. Are you standing up? It's going, man. Shit. Barely. <laughs> you've been uh, you've been consuming alcohol tonight. Oh. Just a, just a little. All right. What have you had? Just uh, two twenty twos of Lagunitas IPA. Good beer. A twenty two of little something extra. Nice. And I just opened the bomber of uh, Mirror, Mirror, the, the barley wine from Mirror Pond. From Deschutes. Yeah. So not a lot, but a yeah. lot of strong stuff. A lot of strong stuff. Yeah. yeah. And how long have you been drinking? Though? Actually, I mean, all that, all, in hours? 22s, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah. A couple hours? Well, it started earlier up in uh, Santa Rosa with a bottle of speedification. Oh, Ooh, I'm a parent yeah. You know, we have a bottle of that here that belongs to you, Doc. Yeah, a lot of stuff here that belongs to me. Yeah, Shushu <laughs> bought some uh, beer for you for your birthday, but we never got to that. I don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> Tonight's a good night. We've got some sour beer for you, and beatification is one of them. All right, so you did start earlier with some other yeah. beer. Okay, okay. Um, what do you think your uh, blood alcohol level is right now? You know... I don't know. Because we know you're at home and you won't be driving without a DD, so. Yeah. How many eyes are open yeah. right now? <laughs> one or two? Or three. Uh, or three, yeah, you never know. Half, half a one. It's <laughs> pretty drunk. And it's Half show. a one and I'm hanging near the bathroom. Where do you Where do you live in San Francisco? Over in the marina. Huh. Top floor? Ground level. <laughs> no, that's no fun. No stairs. <laughs> no sense pissing off the balcony there, huh, guys? No. They frown on that in the morning. And the wife is gone. Oh, uh, that's why you're drunk. <laughs> yeah. Doc knows this well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she dropped off the Lagunitas for me. Oh, good lady. Yeah. I give her points for that. Yeah. She wants to keep you inside. Yeah, but then she says, save some for when I get back. But yeah. Drunk yeah. wife of the year. And she gave me the green light for a hot grenade tat. Oh, oh is that right? Oh, really? Yeah. Where are you going to get it? Lower, lower back. I don't know. Lower height. That <laughs> Maybe if we have the uh, the tattoo on the air at at, uh, at downtown Joe's. Yeah. Maybe Stubaka can come, come do up that with that. that. Yeah. I was saying. Are you yeah. yelling at your kids? Yeah. You just said your wife's gone. Yet I just heard a broad's voice back there. She just came home. Yeah. I'm not buying it. That's convenient. I'm on the phone. <laughs> what, you want to talk to her? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Is she hammered? Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Here. I like crazy bitches. What can I say? Hi, Mrs. Stubaka. This is uh, Justin from the Brewing Network. Hi. Uh, I'm just making, How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm just making sure that you're actually the wife. Because a second ago, he's like, oh, the wife's not home. And then all of a sudden, there's this chick's uh, yes, voice in the I background. am the wife and the child. And my children are here with me. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I don't know what he's up to over there. I'm, just looking, I'm looking out for you. you yeah. Know. <laughs> Thank you. Is it true that you dropped right, off... I gotta uh, go. Yeah. You, you dropped off Lagunitas to this man before you left. Oh, Bella. Yes, of course. That is very nice. I'll let you go take care of the kid. But that is very nice of you. Okay, I just thanks. wanted to Here say. My, my son's got to say something real quick. Hold on. Oh, G, thank say you. B. B. And. Um, That's right, bud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, guess, who, guess who just won Drunk of the Week, everybody? Yeah. Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't ask for more than that. Drunk yeah. parent of the year. <laughs> Drunk parent <laughs> of the week is what you just won. Yeah, we parent in the Marine. That's my boy. All right, Stubaka, send me an email. You picked out the Russian River for me today, too. Okay. This kid, yeah, all right. I'll tell you what. You win Drunk of the Week, but he gets the medal, okay? Yeah. That's what's happening. He gets being kid of the year. I will send pictures with him wearing the medal. All right, that sounds good. Send me an email with your address, brother. We'll send it out to you. And you're going to get yourself some uh, Belgian candy sugar to brew with, so good work. Sweet. All right, Stubaka. Bonus. All right, brother. Later, man. Good good work tonight. Later. <laughs> all right. I know, I'm going to shitstorm about that. All he did was have his kid talk. You know what? you well, got to bring what? in props. Army. His kid you just know, yelled, BN Army. Hey, yeah. You want to go throw up off the back porch? That helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfectly, there's blood in it. Yeah, what? you know? Oh. You want to go knock on the neighbor's door naked? <laughs> that that <will> helps. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen, yeah. we don't make the rules. What? Well, this well actually we do, right? but you know, we vote on this. Mm-hmm. Judges are drunk is the problem. <laughs> that does end up usually being the problem. Oh, All right, man. guys. Listen, good job today on today's show. Thank you to everybody. Uh, it was an important topic to me to talk about local beer, so happy to have you all a part of it. And I think everyone did a good job. I enjoyed listening to Annette. I think uh, she's an yeah. intelligent woman with a with a good message that she put out. And I didn't know that before watching the movie. I was uh, a little more skeptical. but I agree. I, I, changed, I, I watched it today, and, and, and uh, there was a lot of things I thought about that uh, were wrong. Did it make you angry so. when you get that those documentary message and you just can't do anything about it? You know, I will say that it wasn't <laughs> one of those. It wasn't one of the ones that you really go because the thing is, is that you we knew you know we know yeah, about it. We right. talk about this stuff. You did know about it, but you didn't know to the extent yeah. in, in some of these things. So it wasn't one of the ones that makes you jump off the couch and want to go out and punch someone in the nose. It wasn't, but it well, certainly made you go. It certainly it, it shed some light on some things that that lets you go. Wow, it's a it's more fucked than I thought. Yeah. And so uh, it, it, it was It was nice to talk to her about the movie. Uh, of course, Matt from Rock Art Brewing Company, yep. really cool that he came on the show with us. I'm sure he's been busy with these sorts of media things. Uh, so that was a lot of fun to find out about that, and I'm, I'm glad he now has his Vermonster. And then uh, the great Peter. Come on, Peter's a good friend of the show. Happy to talk to him, and we wish him luck on Odinata. Yes, Bevo. Blopper Glop is on the phone. Oh. It's the last call I'm taking, so might as well go out with a bang. Oh. Let's get a report on life in the hat. All right. Okay. Turn on his volume so it doesn't hurt my ears. <laughs> uh, I'm told that uh, Blobber just wants to sing a song for us. So here's Blobber uh, uh, singing a song for us. Wow, he's gotten much better. Oh, yeah, he's Harmonies and everything. Yeah. Really, Blobber? It's like you've been practicing. Sounds uh, like an autobiographical song. Yes. Hey, brother, what's happening? 
Uh, Justin, I have a cease and desist order on you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I have no choice. I, I, I need a deceased order. Uh, thank you. What You're is this? Uh, it's is because uh, you've been. Yeah, no, it's because you've been using this uh, this whole um, um, scooters for boobs thing. Yes. But boob is Bob. You can't use that for scooters. Mm, true. I'm with you there. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is an order or request to halt any activity or face legal action. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Oh, you no, you're, you weren't. You were. You weren't serious. I no, thought they were serious. We were all like, worried. Of course not. That was Am weird. I ever serious? I don't know that. Oh, uh, come on. Uh, Just pretend that I'm serious for a minute here. It's Canada. Uh, 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 Justin. <laughs> yes. Uh, is the is the answering machine working anymore? It is, yes. Uh, are we getting any more uh, feedback like that, or is that just like nobody likes that? No, you know, I've, I've, here's what I do. I, I have been going through and storing up the good ones. Uh, okay. It just it became so time-consuming to get rid of the really, like, the 15... Like, a lot of people are just calling up and going, First, suck it, Justin! <laughs> and, which is cool, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, but it, in, in terms of putting that together for an audio bit, haven't I that a couple it. times? I'd had to go um, through 45 of those mm-hmm. to get to one, one voicemail that would have been entertaining for you folks to listen to. And that's the that was the, ultimately the thing. It just was, you know. I'll, I'll cut that down then. Yeah. Uh, well, make Shad do it or something. Uh, we'll send it to you. You can edit them for us. Okay. Or Schumann. Ooh. They'll all come through. So today's feedback. <laughs> oh, really? That's yes, all they said. to you by me. All right, Blob. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Blooby. He's pumped. He's got his flannel too tight. <clears throat> Who doesn't like Blooby? He has his toque wound too tight. <laughs> Do you know what a toque is? <laughs> yeah, I know what a toque is. We talked is. about that? No. They call him. That's what they call them in Vermont, too. Yeah. It's like Canada. Because they're close to Canada. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Get your tool, okay? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good job, everybody. Listen, support your local breweries. All right? It's important. Don't take them for granted. Thanks again to Dave and Cho and uh, Natalie from Russian River Brewing Company. And uh, The donate uh, portion of this program is now over. So don't uh, go to your own local breast cancer research or support center and give them some cash. You can still uh, do that. Yes. All right. Are we done here? Next right. week, the return of Mufasa. That's our rescheduled show. We had to cancel on him last week, but he is oh, back. Good. He's in studio oh, with good. us next week. So, Bevo, make sure you wear some ass pants. Yeah! For it's Mufasa. Clean yeah, yeah, well, she yeah. had these, these. Here, you see the shoes that she was wearing? No. Oh! Those are, oh, yeah. Shoes for Christ. Well, those, <laughs> those are your Jesus hey, shoes, Bevo? Pumps these are bump. Jesus shoes. I can still be pretty for Jesus. That's true. Uh, Jesus invented pretty, I guess. So, uh, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what? He invented everything, <laughs> except the internet. That was me. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, good job, everybody. He wasn't around, and yeah, I think we'll you did a good job. See you ne- thank you. <laughs> we'll see you next week for the Mufasa show. Hey, don't forget to support our sponsors too—not just your local breweries, but uh, your not local people who uh, support this show. 
because that helps support your local beer show. That's true. Right? Click on it. Even your non-local beer show. Like, you can buy Brew Your Own Magazine, and then you get something oh. out of it more than the show. You get, a, oh, yeah. you get a subscription to a mag. We get half of that. You could get an AHA membership. Right. That's all available by clicking the logos on the homepage. Uh, you can go to the store and buy, uh, by the way, brand new design uh, Brewing Network shirts are in the store right now. You can do that. You could um, hit Belgian the donate button. Sugar. You could go to, yeah, that's right. You could buy some Belgian candy. You, uh, you could buy that Belgian candy sugar either from Northern Brewer or More Beer or Williams Brewing or Brewmaster's Warehouse. You could buy hops from that's Nico Brew. You could go drink beer at the 21st Amendment or Downtown Joe's. So many ways to give us your money. Is really what we're saying. And support local boobs. Support local boobs. Go and grab one today. Save the tatas. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Homebrew.